0: Why is it every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? don't well, you know, all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news, discussions, and reviews. From a multicultural point of view, in addition to our Say Something Nice Challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture, be sure to check us out at SSNpodcast.com and on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast. Our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, TuneIn, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. Please rate us five stars. It's showtime. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast.
1: Booyah!
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're so glad to have you all here today. We are recording this on Sunday, January the 27th, 2019. I am here with Ken. Hello. Coffee light sweet.
2: Hello, hello, hello.
0: And once again, my house acting a fool. I have Ali. Bienvenue. <laughs> what, what language is that? That's French. I think I that's said, French. I said, welcome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I love branding. I love branding.
2: What, langu- what language is that? What, what is that?
0: <laughs> I just got through watching Green Book and people speak multiple languages in that movie and just, you know.
1: <laughs> you what know. did yeah. We're
0: we gonna talk about a green book <laughs> later
1: on today. Ooh, Brandon, you sound you're like you're simmering.
0: Hmm. <laughs> he's,
1: he's perplexed. Perplexed is a good well, word.
0: I, okay, because I'm like, I, hopefully you don't disown me because I said I enjoyed the movie. No, I will not disown you. I can completely see why you would I completely see why anybody would enjoy it or the, so it's weird. We'll get to it I feel the same way I do. I did about Birth of a Nation Two or three years ago When that happened It was two years okay. ago Okay Well as long as
1: you don't Put it in the category With the help
0: It's not It's not Almost mm-hmm. But it's not. <laughs> The help is much more egregious Trust me The help made me like, like physically angry
3: Because everybody
0: I know I know how you feel About the help Yeah Fried chicken Just makes you feel Good about life <laughs>
3: Mm. Sure enough.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And
1: if you eat it every day, you have a like 13% more chance of dying,
0: dying yeah. soon or something like that. Oh, wow. Anyway, I mean, it's all grease and salt. Wow, that does make me feel better about life.
3: You don't <laughs> appreciate fried chicken, Brendan. I
0: mean, I, I do, but I mean, let's be serious. It's not good for you.
1: I do, but I don't. But I will. You won't. You.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll try my best to actually stop going to eat fried chicken like a vulture so I can, you know. Um, <laughs> for, the, for the culture? Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the things that we've seen this week that do not involve fire festivals or white men driving black men through the countryside. Um, I will start. I. So, another podcast I like to listen to is Blurred Vision, where Mm -hmm. they cover, like, you know, like, mostly just, like, the nerdy stuff, basically. Just, like, the movies and TV shows that involve superheroes and anime and stuff. Because they watch way more anime than I do, and so I kind of use them as sort of kind of barometer to figure out what's going on in anime. And y'all, because y'all keep telling me, watch My Hero Academia. But, you know, I'm slacking on that. But Mm -hmm. when The Greatest Showman came out last year... Like they had a, they, they deviated from their regular pattern to talk about it because it was like, it they they found it so emotional they were crying in the theater it was like it was so good it was, it was everything wait Brandon Brandon wait a second they, you make it sound like they said it was a it was Before. like they were literally went into the brand new day from the Wiz that that's what yes yes okay
1: <laughs> so first first pre- preface this
3: by saying how old are the people who are on Blood they're, Vision they're like
0: early thirties
3: late twenties so. So these are not people who would know about the the actual not by not by
0: by just being alive, they would not know about the actual person who started. P. T. Barnum was long dead before your grandparents were born early. Probably your great grandparents. He died in like 1890 something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those who Slavery don't- hadn't even gotten there yet. Right.
1: It hadn't even kicked off. I mean <laughs> They had no, they hadn't you like they I'm sorry, I Rica, meant to say we, we, we were
0: we were in Jim Crow in 1890.
1: I'm sorry, I messed up
0: the joke, but basically I was just saying we wasn't quite all free yet. Right. We, mm-hmm. we were still colored. Um, so PT um so for those who don't remember, or I mean, actually according to the stats, a there's only a few of y'all who don't, the greatest showman is a it's not a biopic about P. T. Barnum. It's a live action version of a Disney animated musical. About P.T. Barnum. A uh, fictitious. Very fictitious. Quite fictitious. They turned P.T. Barnum into a plucky, um, the plucky hero of a big, bright, original Hollywood musical. Okay. no, Brandon,
3: tell us who P.T. Barnum actually is. He was a piece of shit.
0: He was a- what? <laughs> I said he was a piece of shit. He was a shuckster and a huckster who invented, like, Sort of comedy modern idea of the traveling circus. And he presented a whole lot of people, some of them, including, um, you know, people from Africa as, you know, oddities and exhibits and things to be ogled at. He also put on minstrel shows as well. And also he was, I think he was mayor of Bridgeport, Connecticut for a time. And he also, of course, as shown in the movie, um, had like an opera singer that he um, promoted as well. But so The Greatest Showman Watched in a Vacuum Is a really good Hollywood musical Like in a complete vacuum Like devoid of any of the context Of history and things like that Like it's very bright and colorful And cute and light and fluffy A lot of critics dinged it for being light and fluffy But original Hollywood musicals Are always light and fluffy Because when you make a Broadway adaptation They're always like two and a half hours Because it's you know Telling all that story But like Singing in the Rain barely has a plot, if y'all have ever seen it or don't rem- or remember it. Singing in the Rain barely has a plot. It's almost all songs. The plot that's there is just there to string the songs together and it's, it works just fine as it is. The Greatest Showman is kind of the same way. The whole idea is that, you know, this guy's putting together these people who. <laughs> The world considers freaks, but he wants them to, to shine and show their their true colors and who they really are and be themselves. And I'm gonna hire Black Manta and his sister Zendaya to be my trapeze artists. I'm gonna get Zac Efron to come in and he's gonna be an investor. They don't have Bailey, you know, bottom and Bailey Circus. Zac Efron is the stand-in for the, whoever the Bailey guy was supposed to be. And he's gonna fall in love with Zendaya and it's gonna be interracial relationship in in the late 1800s. It's gonna be a problematic thing and we're going to sing and dance these gigantic bow, um, anthem songs every 10 minutes. Like every song is like a like a Lady Gaga, Katy Perry like like and it's literally like the movie is the most emotionally manip- manipulative motion picture I have seen in years. You it it it's impossible to not like it, which is why it's so like it's so scary. Because it's like about this guy who was a problem, but it's not really about him. Instead, it's really just about like the magic of performing and being different and embracing your differences and things like that. Okay, so I have a question. Uh huh.
3: How many people you know know the history of P.T.
0: Barnum? Probably we're
3: black. Like, how do you, like, if I were to just walk on the street right now and say, hey, you over there, black person, random black person.
0: Do you know what P.T. Barnum's famous catchphrase that he's associated with? But they claim he never said it, but he's associated with it. What is it? There's a sucker born every minute.
3: Interesting.
4: <clears throat>
3: I, well, maybe because I'm not from here. Maybe it's because I'm not from here. But I… I know of this the title, like uh-huh. the circus title, but I know nothing about the history of the of the creators. So I want to know, is that something that everybody just knows by default?
0: <laughs> not by default. in general, you kind of get the idea that a white man from the 1800s wasn't like nice to Negroes. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's common knowledge. Right, right.
3: But I mean, I'm saying like specifically.
0: Maybe not. Do people but, but, know about the history of this? Maybe not, but but you know, still, like that's why people had problems with it when it came out. And it's weird to kind of watch it. It's weird to kind of watch it in that context. But you know, if you're like, you know, um random soccer mom white woman and you turn it on, it's it's gonna it's gonna sweep you away. Right. And which so, is which is why the soundtrack apparently was the number one top selling album in the US and the UK last year.
3: Well, that's what I was saying. I have a feeling that this is the kind of movie, Brandon, that will definitely like because of how nobody really...
0: Knows the real story. Knows the
3: real story. It's a perfect one to just slip under the radar.
0: Yeah.
3: And just sort of market it as, this is a feel-good movie about celebrating the differences amongst people. They
0: legit could have changed the name P.T. Barnum, still had the same motion picture. So, it like... Getting uh, over a lot better.
3: So, here's the other thing, too. Like, when I remember the, the trailer came out for this, mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was about him. All I just saw was, it looks like this guy... Who's done on his luck, uh-huh. and he's trying to make a circus,
0: and that's it. I'm gonna move your microphone so that you can look at it, because you can try to look at me.
3: That's all I know. That's yeah. all I know. It's just he's he's trying to make a circus, or he's trying to trying to make some kind of like a a, a visual exhibit or exhibition show, uh-huh. right? And I get the feeling that this sort of makes me feel like as if this is going to be the origins of what a modern-day circus is like. Yes. And then what I get also from the the trailer, the shots in the trailer are these people seem to all be um, displaying different what, what at the time they would call oddities. Uh-huh. And that somehow throughout the events in the movie, they will come to appreciate and celebrate the, those oddities in themselves and thus becoming... Fuller,
0: more complete people That's a bit too much story For this picture But yeah, that's the general idea Well, that's what it's sounds they,
3: they, like they, they, the, they, the trailer
0: Remember they, the trailer they, they they want to infer that But they don't ever say that Like, it, in the movie It's sort of kind of They don't have time for that But on. that's But remember
3: <laughs> Remember, that's the trailer Right And trailers oftentimes Do that to us
0: anyway Right So that's what I got from the trailer Right, but yeah Like, I would give the movie In a vacuum is a B-plus <laughs> Oh, is it B plus? Because taking it like some of the choreography is great, some of it isn't. Like, it you can sort of cause like, uh, what's the man who directed uh, Logan James Manigold, Is his name? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. He came Ooh, in. Is he black? No, he's white. That Manigold, I just associate with black people. Okay. okay, but yeah, he came in and did the reshoots. Okay, because um the guy the guy who's the director who's the first time director who did commercials in Australia, and, he, and then like apparently the, the words that he got overwhelmed by the scope of the project, mm-hmm. and the first cut didn't come in correctly, and so James Mangold was brought in to sort of kind of help him do the reshoots and the post-production. Um, Bill Condon, who wrote and directed Dreamgirls, wrote the script that they shot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the movie, like, it's just, it's so, but so you can sort of kind of tell if you watch it carefully what parts of the reshoots and what parts aren't. Cause like there's like a big number towards the beginning with Michelle Williams and um and Hugh Jackman that you can tell is a reshoot because the choreography is way different. Than the rest of the movie It's a lot more dynamic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of choreography is just them in the center of the ring doing like some steps that I could have you arrange, and I'm like I don't. And like then you can tell it's the first time director because like some of the shots aren't chosen correctly, things like that. But the average by the top, the things I'm complaining about the average. Target eyes for this, this movie, like the soccer mom white woman, she's bawling her eyes out at this point anyway, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The movie made so much fucking money. It's still mm-hmm. selling uh, records right now. Uh, Hugh Jackman is currently on tour singing all the songs from the damn movie And the lead song? Um, the biggest song is This Is Me, which he doesn't sing. It's sung by, uh, what's the lady name, though, who plays the bearded woman? Um who also has a black name. Yeah, well, she's also not white. She's um um half huh. Mari. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, She could really say for a white woman. And I looked up, oh, she ain't white. <laughs> uh her name is why don't they put her in the in the thing on the side? Kiala. Like- Keala Settle. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's definitely a black ass name. Um, but yeah, like um, <laughs> Well, it's a very enjoyable movie in a vacuum. You just have to forget about the fact that P.T. Barnum is a terrible person in real life and just enjoy bright songs and dance. Okay. Mm. But again… And you mean like we do everyday thinking? Like, like, like yes. Like Pocahontas. Like Disney's Pocahontas. It's right. kind of like that. So that's what I was saying. Like, yeah.
3: that is something that I can see people feeling from my, off the bat. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everybody knows that. But P.T. Barnum? Right. Like, that's not a name you just hear casually every day. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's easy to just slip this under the radar, <laughs> and I'm. I'm. No. I'm going to ask you another question. Mm-hmm. So our demographic, um, black, uh-huh, 30s to 40s. Uh-huh. Is this something that you can market to that demographic?
0: If you like music, if you like movie musicals, you like you like this. It's a well-done movie musical. Okay. And I mean movie musical like singing in the rain, sound and music, that sort of thing. Okay. Like um, yeah. So besides that, have I seen anything else? Did I I watched Riverdale because I'm still um, re- reviewing emoji for TV movie mistress. Riverdale's mm-hmm. off the goddamn rails, but mm-hmm. it wants to be there.
3: Oh, I I saw the I saw <laughs> the trailers for the upcoming episodes, and I was like, what? Yeah. Not as playing
0: popscots across the shark. Yeah. It's, it's, it literally is. It's like, woo, 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 one foot at a time. Like, it's insane. Like, you know, like, they have, like, this board game, Griffins and Gargoyles, that sort of kind of having the kids kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> you remember back in the 80s, Coffee, Light, and Sweet, the whole thing about Dungeons and Dragons, those rumors yeah. that it was causing children to turn to Satanism and commit suicide?
2: Mm-hmm. I remember.
0: is using that as the main central plot for season three. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. So you have Griffins and Gargoyles. They're a D&D stand-in. Like, the kids are addicted to it and playing it, and they're um, drinking uh, cyanide at certain points in the game when they're told to. And so Betty and um, Jughead are trying to solve the mystery of why this game is popular, who's behind it. You know, Mm -hmm. it also involves a new gang that's appeared in town. Uh, Veronica's dad, Mr. Lodge, is somehow involved in the whole thing. Uh, Mr. Lodge is trying to have Archie killed because he wants him away from Veronica. And so Archie's been on the on the lamb for a couple of episodes. <laughs> on the lamb. On the <laughs> lamb. Kim and Jughead. Uh, Betty. Betty's mom is is joined the cult and her, and her older sister joined the cult as well and they want Betty to join she don't want to join It's some it's some snowtap bullshit white mess in the last episode <laughs> uh, Betty's mom took all of her college fund and donated it to the cult
3: wow
0: betty wow. was Be- betty was like i, I guess.
3: <laughs> Did she burned down the house <laughs> she wanted to but she she was- <laughs> i to burn all your shit. Are you kidding me right now? You had to take my
0: college fund. Right. <laughs> wow. They're finally doing some Archie shit I've been waiting for for the last couple of seasons. Like, for example, um, Ethel is caught up in the um, the board game, and since Jughead's investigating, he's kind of um, trying to become a a dungeon master or whatever in the game. That brought that's brought her closer to him, and so she thinks that Jughead's in love with her. So we're finally getting the Jughead Ethel stuff from the comics. When Archie went on the lamb, that left Veronica all alone with Reggie, and so now her and Reggie are dating. And Charles Melton and Kemi Mendez are also dating in real life, and they're all over each other's IG now. So all so basically, so basically, the chemistry you see on screen is real. Is real chemistry. Yeah. It's like the Riverdale kids can't help but date each other because um, Lily Reinhardt, who dates Betty, is dating Cole Sprouse.
3: <laughs> Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep, that is true. Now, who who was dating on the Brady Bunch? It was the the Greg and Marsha? No, it was the mama. Who she was dating? The the uh, allegedly the mother was dating Greg.
4: Oh. <gasps> oh, you didn't Ooh. know about that.
2: Yeah,
0: yep. You yep. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. See, it, but we both are sitting here clutching our pearls.
1: <laughs> they even
0: made fun of it on the MTV
1: Movie Awards in the nineties.
0: Wow. I, I remember in the movie they they made fun of it. They had Marsha and Greg dating, yeah, secretly. That, that was when they it. found out they weren't related anymore. Yeah,
2: is that when they kept playing the R. Kelly? My mind telling me no.
0: Oh no! They're they're playing uh, Luther Ingram. If loving you is wrong, I, I don't want to be wrong. right. I know it was one of those. Right. No. But okay, that's funny. But yeah, but yeah, that was that was a bombshell in like the nineties. Oh wow! Yeah, it
2: messed me up pretty bad. I was like,
0: wait, what? I'm sure that um, what's his name, who played Greg, was in his twenties by oh, that yeah, point. Yeah. So he was he fully was, grown. But he was an adult. Florence <laughs> Henderson was robbing the cradle still, but you know. No, R. Kelly. Right.
2: That's that's yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. I think that's every, is that everything upside. Seems besides green book. Um, I did watch more of Young Justice Outsiders since I do have mm-hmm. DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Like and like, I I enjoy. It's just like I have this weird thing about TV animation of that of that sort that I have to get over. What is What's that? that? It's just that, like you know, like. How it's you know like the designs are like stiff and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and I mean just... we don't have that kind of money, Brandon, just yet. Like I like like how Batman: The Brave and the Bold was, where like they did like very like stylized designs. So, you know that works because it's stylized, right? But the more realistic you put, you make the
3: characters, the more, the more it it um it 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 robs the show of. Of the mm-hmm. stuff
1: that you might have expected, right? You can't go life. dark with those cartoony Batman Exactly. Designs. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt the fact that the animation is cheaper this even.
0: Oh yeah, uh, I mean they're, they are on streaming, so they, you know they had to cut that down a little bit. <laughs> like
1: you well, can tell, like yeah. some of the poses, and then you. Ha- I, I noticed in one episode they had the wrong
0: people talking. Oh, because you know how that happens. Like, because the animation is usually done overseas in Korea or the Philippines, so you have to have a translator translate it one way, send it over, and then translate it back. And so, mm-hmm. whoever reads the the vocal tracks gets sometimes they get it wrong, and usually they catch it in the edit mm-hmm. and order yeah. like reshoots, basically. But yeah. sometimes, like, um, they if they don't have the time and the money, it goes in like that. And some mm-hmm. and because I'm because of what we're watching too, like I'm.
3: I'm noticing a lot of mistakes in the drawings too. Just the characters. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. noticed that things are um, not the correct color in some scenes. Or like um, the way someone's glasses fit on their face on, or on the ears. I'm noticing a bunch of stuff and I'm like, wow, why?
0: Don't the editors catch stuff like this? They uh, might catch it, but they also might not have the money to fix it. Oh, damn. Because there was an article going around that DC Universe didn't have the subscriber base they thought it was going to have. But they said they have 700,000 subscribers, which is what I would think… That app starting out would have, okay. but I guess they thought they were gonna have double or triple that, which is kind of unrealistic. So <laughs> my next question to you is this: um, How
3: are you even able to understand the context of what's happening? I know you're a DC comic book reader, but that generally is enough for me to figure it out. I, I but mean, you don't have you don't have the weight of um, not, seasons one and two to understand why some people are in
0: certain situations. it's not rocket science.
3: I mean, it's not rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, the stuff where where me and Ken might go, <gasps> you'd be like, right, oh, okay Yeah, I mean that's yeah, true.
4: Like,
3: yeah, okay, fine. But all right, but are are you are you enjoying the plot or do you even
0: I'm like... enjoying it. Okay. I mm-hmm. like it. What? how do y'all how are y'all feeling about it so far? I think the finale came out. They put the episodes up. Not if Messi's the finale came out Friday, right? Yeah, four episodes mm-hmm. on yeah. Friday came out. Yeah, how are y'all feeling about it?
1: Um My favorite episodes have to be the Vandal Savage episode and the Beast Boy episode where they do a take on Teen Titans Go. Yes. Wow, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Right. And like and it felt more like the first, like the original Young Justice.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the brilliance they got with that. Um but overall, I'm not like at first the season was rocky, but it's gotten better and better as it's gone along. Um, it's feeling more like the original flavor, um, original flavor, Young Justice. Wow, but <laughs> yeah. um, it—I mean, I'm enjoying it for what it is. I'm—I'm I'm gl- mad we're gonna have to wait so long before we get another like streaming series from them.
4: Because
1: mm. I don't—I'm—I'm I'm sorry, I don't see Doom Patrol pulling in numbers because nobody knows who Doom Patrol is except for like a few of us. That's a deep cut. I you know? like Hody. I like Hody. even though they did did a backdoor pilot for it with Titans, but I mean, who was on the streaming service watching Titans to see that?
3: true i like how they also they also
1: name dropped doom patrol <laughs> in that episode mm-hmm. you're talking about too which was a
0: good idea <laughs> i wonder was that corporate synergy it might have been but also beast boy originated in the doom patrol so I, I know yeah i mean i mean that's
1: uh, work works but i mean did they plan on that because they knew that show was coming. yeah only if they have like a uh one thing or a Girl reference in Doom Patrol, which I can see totally see that happening. Yeah, Girl comes back.
0: Hi, guys. What's going on? Mm-hmm. This is a nice house.
1: I don't know how a Stargirl show got greenlit, but okay. Uh, Jeff Johns. Yeah, I mean, I know that, but still. <laughs> That's all it took is Jeff Johns. <laughs> He's
0: like, <laughs> and, Doom, and Doom Patrol needs to run concurrent with somebody else. Yeah, I don't see me, that working on its own. Even if it's really, really good, I don't see it working on his own its own because it's so though niche. I, I don't know him, but the guy who plays Cyborg works out at my gym and with my same trainer. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. So Wait, I the, guy him who, the guy who loses the voice? No, he, no, he's not a voice. No, the character no, in, in Doom Patrol, there's a kid playing mm-hmm. Cyborg. Oh. Yeah, oh, he, okay. he's British. He, I see him sometimes when I'm with my trainer. Yeah, because cause they're shooting it here. hmm Cool. Okay. How old is he?
1: I don't know. Is
0: he grown? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's around. Okay. So
3: so
0: why are they going for a cyborg? Is, are they going for a, like an older cyborg? No, he, he looks like a kid. He looks like... People were clowning him because he looks like a regular kid with the cyborg things on, but that's how Cyborg would look if he was actually a real person. Oh. He wouldn't mm-hmm. be seven feet tall. Okay. Cool. But yeah, we'll I see mean, that
3: he,
1: works out. I mean, they made him look younger in Young Justice. Yeah. That is true.
3: Well, smaller, sorry. Yeah. Which which honestly always confuses me because there have been so many DC animated movies. Mm-hmm. And every time there's a different kind of cyborg. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> because they're never trying to up. make fetch happen. Let's they're be, really let's, let's, let's be let's be clear. Like yeah. even, even the, <laughs> the lead character designer for the show, Phil Borassa, he, mm-hmm. he also come up and he has put on his Instagram, here's another redesign of cyborg. <laughs> and I'm like. Bruh, I can't keep up. I don't know which is, which is like, which is, is this supposed to be a canon here? Or
0: it also doesn't help that the character was, you know, designed in the 80s when technology yeah. was different. Oh. Right. Okay. Well, I s- mean, there's never going to be a classic cyborg costume
1: unless he becomes steampunk. Right. Mm. I don't know. I take that back because look at Iron Man. A well, good point. Sure. But.
3: I, liked it. I like this show for what it is, um, mm-hmm. right now. I, I'm, I'm fond of the newest characters. Um, I'm wondering just how O.P they're going to make um, they're going to make um, Violet's um, character Halo. because mm-hmm. every other episode she's discovering something new she can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, why do they have to be <laughs> no so kill. violent with her?
1: No kidding.: Yeah, no well, dead.
3: because she's the only one who can die and come back. But but I don't need to see, like, they are really mutilating right her. Yeah, when, when, um, what's his name? The guy on the motorcycle?
0: Which guy on the motorcycle?
3: What was the, not, sorry, not motorcycle, but you know, the, um, it's, it's, his shape looks like a motorcycle. He's supposed to be a, he's like a bounty hunter. What's that bounty hunter guy's name? Lobo. Lobo. Yeah, the mm-hmm. space bounty hunter. I mean, when, when she gets mm, stabbed, I mean, he it was like they made it extra gory. Yeah, he extra gory. Like he's like to get the thing out of her. He stomped and then wrecked it all. And I was like, Jesus, do you have to? do they did. All a, that? They did a close up. Yeah, I was like, and a again, close up, you jerk. A close up. Sorry, and, and I and, <laughs> and I guess the whole point is to again, Ken. They're 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 trying to push that to the fact that we're streaming, so we don't have to be completely like.
0: Oh yeah, they said that, and the Reddit asked me anything. Yeah. yeah they love they don't have standards and practices breathing on their back yeah so
3: they can universe. so so um please please expect Halo to get like I don't know axed or beheaded or bisected I'm I'm fully I'm fully aware that that that's a real thing that could happen in the future so yeah they're just using her as a way to to show violence on the show but I'm just like again first, She's a woman character. Secondly, she's a minority character. Could you could you tone down the killing of her? I know she can resurrect herself, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's a bad look. <laughs> if you, if you right. keep on killing the POC
1: character on the show. I mean, I feel like they made they like turn the original Halo character into a person of color to satisfy SJWs. But they made her a punching bag in yeah. a T shake hey, to satisfy MAGA. We, 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 don't,
0: we don't SJW talk about on this show. <laughs> okay. They're they, on our side, supposedly, because we're Negroes and some of us are I didn't okay. say anything negative. Okay. Yeah, but the the is, she's, <laughs> okay, she's, she's be a wonderful,
2: across the aisle.
3: She's a oh. wonderful diversity um character, but to to show her in that light all the time, it it's it's a little unnerving and Mm-hmm. Like when that happens, like when it, it's it's it does something to you, it kind of shakes you up a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, I would appreciate it if they just turned on just a little bit.
1: <laughs> With Brandon is over there breathing so heavy.
0: Oh, sorry, yeah, like,
1: why, like it, you, why are you are, are you, waiting for some shit to go down. Yeah, like, why why are you why are you breathing no, so hard,
0: bro? I think it's because like the mic's turned up so high. I'm like, I me in the way, <laughs> no, it ain't. I'm not hearing you breathing for the mic, I'm literally hearing you
2: like. Huffing and puffing over there,
3: oh.
2: yeah. We have to do an intervention. Let's go get <laughs> okay. Brandon, everybody. Let's go make sure he's all right. Y- you want us to put some healing hands on you? Then?
0: But- no, no, <laughs> don't touch me. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Anywho,
3: so so yeah, um, for what it's worth, I think the the show is 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 good for now. And honestly, for all the the um, not really complaining, but the the yearning that the fans have been doing for years, I think. This is well-deserved. So,
0: yeah. All right, Brandon, what else? Uh, That's it for me.
3: Uh, What about you? Um, So I've been checking some of that. I didn't get a chance to, but I wish I did, see the first episode of Carmen Sandiego on Netflix, which, honestly, I really wanted to do because Latria, um, she uh, watched it and she thought it was awesome. And so I need to check that out, too. Um, I won't mention anything about Fire Island until we actually get to it. Um other than that. Um mm, I had already seen Deadly Class the first episode, so I can't really <laughs> can't really talk about it talk about much again because I've already talked about it and I liked it. So Ken, did you see the second episode?
1: Of what?
3: Deadly Class on Sci Fi. Oh yeah.
1: Um it was okay. I mean, it kind of dragged me It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great I really liked the first episode Yeah Um, And and I think I'm at a disadvantage because I went back and read the comics Speaking of which, I need to go I need to buy those
3: Because I heard that the comic books are good They are So I will have to go ahead and buy that And just read up on it Because I don't have time to wait week by week This week by week thing is slowly becoming a a pain And Mm -hmm. will eventually obviously go away As everything will turn into streaming soon, so yeah, I just I need I need the stuff and
1: I want it now. Okay. Oh, now I remember the other problem I was gonna have with Doom Patrol. Uh, you know what else comes out the same day as Doom Patrol? What? Umbrella Academy. Oh. Oh Oh, yes. Which is almost like oh um, offbeat postmodern superheroes. Why? Thank you, Netflix. Mm. (laughs) We're gonna have a war. Yeah, I mean, but. I mean, lead. DC streaming, which already <laughs> does not have, you know, the numbers, you're going to have one episode come out on the same day that the Umbrella Academy comes out on Netflix, the largest streaming service out there.
3: Dang. So what you're going to have is a bloodbath.
0: Uh, yeah. A bloodbath filled with crispy chicken and fresh lettuce because Mary J. Blige is in the Umbrella Academy. She sure is. I mean, with that, like...
1: I wish they had more of her in the trailer because all we do is see her point the gun. Mm-hmm. Even though I did like seeing her wear the ma- the um, the um, mascot hat or um, helmet.
3: Here's a deal. Here's a deal. In the in the trailer, I could have when she cocked her head to the side. Lightning like of Williams. Probably. All right. <laughs> anything else? Um. Brandon, are you going to mention? I'm not sure if you're going to mention the other. Well, uh, you are, not like the really? the other CW pilots that have been ordered. You're going to mention those, right? So don't talk oh, about talk them. Oh, talk in the news? Yeah. So don't talk about them.
0: Don't, oh, well, don't I mean, that. I didn't have them on our docket. We don't, I mean, there's like, but I mean, those are pilots. We don't <coughs> see those for, unless they get picked up. So, I mean, we can talk about it really quickly. I mean, the CW, who's running water?
3: Ken, you're about to, you about to make some noodles with that? <sighs>
0: Can are You there? He's not there. He's up washing things. Oh, okay. And I'm leaving all of this in. <laughs> y'all can hear all this shit. <laughs> Ken, Ken. Y'all, y'all, y'all at Chico's kid and tell him to turn <laughs> to put, put his microphone on mute. <laughs> when he gets up to go wash things. <laughs> Listen, okay. This is a this is
3: this is not a um a studio and all these ambient um sounds. This is what makes us um relate to our our listeners. It? Yes it does. <laughs> it does. All I, this cuz I
0: see here this I stress.
3: Cuz this this, kind of this shows that that this is a people's podcast, Brandon. We are domestic, guys. Nicely
2: nicely done, Ali. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Sergio.
3: Sure, I I'm just
0: uh, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to soften this. Okay. But yeah, so CW has <laughs> ordered four pilots. First one is a Riverdale spin-off about Katie Keene. I'm <laughs> um, probably the only person here who remembers Katie Keene. I have no idea what that is. So Katie Keene is an Archie character who basically her comics, she's a fashion model in her 20s or so. Okay. And in her comics, like the children would send in designs for whatever she was going to wear and whatever story that was coming up. And so
3: also oh, you could interact with this comic yes. books. Okay. So
0: the artist Bill Waggins and his assistant, um God, what's what's the man's name? First black animator. Um god. What is his name? Floyd Norman. Um, they would um they reinterpret what the kid had designed, put it into the comic book, and write uh, Katie King's hat designed by Susie Loggins, who lives in um Wilmington, Delaware. You know, Katie King's uh, um dressing robe designed by um Frederick Johnson, who lives in Arizona. That is, that is that that's sort of pretty thing. cool. So do you think they might do the same thing for, for the TV show? I don't know. That would that'd be cool. But the idea is sort of kind of, is going to be like fame. Like, instead of a fashion model, she's going to be like an aspiring Broadway actress. And then her friends are going to be like aspiring actors and singers and stuff. And so It like, would be really cool for them to introduce so an it's interactive Riverdale party. meets Glee? I, I, was, I was thinking Riverdale meets fame. Mm, okay. Yeah. I would like for them to
3: introduce... Um, an interactive portion to this, just like how the original comic book was, that would be interesting.
0: That would be cool. Yeah, that would be.
3: But think about the rights issues with that. Or well, like if if they if they point out that this was this was designed by somebody…
0: Um, they, had to, they had to fine print the fuck out of it, is what Ken is saying. Okay. That can be done though, right? Possibly. I mean, I'm sure they'll debate that if they get picked up. The other ones are… They're doing a Lost Boys TV show, which… <laughs> For those of us who don't know what Lost Boys is… Uh, Joe Schumacher vampire movie, nineteen eighty seven, teenage vampires. So again, so okay, how, so let's let's count how many we've had in
3: the past five years, right? Vampire <laughs> Diaries, right? The originals. Then we have what's the ones that that, that that's one right now? The Legacies, mm-hmm. right? And now we're gonna have Lost Boys. They like vampires at the CW.
0: What is with CW and vampires? White women tuned in to watch them. White girls, white teenagers. Jesus. Okay, fine. Yeah. uh Nancy Drew. There's the C. So CBS been trying to sell Nancy Drew for the last couple of years. They wanted to make her grown and shit. The CW said, make her a teenager, and we'll try it this time. Okay. So
3: I I love this idea. Mm-hmm. Right. But my problem is my one problem is you already had a Nancy Drew series on your on your channel. It was called <laughs> Veronica Mars. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so so, if you're going to make a Nancy Drew series, it better be so different from Veronica Mars. Because the problem is, Kristen Bell, who plays Veronica Mars back in, a, back, um, in the early 2000s, no, late 2000s, she did a really good job of, of sort of cementing into, uh, into viewers' minds the quintessential teen, high school, private eye, right? That dealt with the drama of going to high school and being a plucky sleuth, right? Who was also, yes, who was also sarcastic as heck and just very endearing and just, she's very likable. So, (laughs) so the thing is. I have never read a, a a a Nancy Drew book that has Nancy exhibiting any of the traits that make her seem sort of like somebody that you would want to be friends with or whatever because she's almost always all business. So, I'm curious to see how you're going to market this
0: so that well, it doesn't come off as They I'm sure they'll adapt it to whoever works for yeah, them to get picked yeah, up. Yeah, so
3: they might just they might change her personality completely, right? right? Because the the thing about Nancy Drew, I, I, I always you remember. You
0: tell from. Ali's very passionate about Nancy Drew. Okay, so… That's why he wanted to talk about this.
3: Okay, 30-second 30 30 <laughs> <second> backstory. <laughs> um, flashback fog rolls in. All right. <laughs> Once <laughs> upon a time, <laughs> Ali's elementary school back on the island had no library. <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, they finally got the funds, had a library, stocked it with books. And there was a huge section dedicated to just Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, and Ali swallowed up that entire section. <laughs> okay, Like Kirby. Like Kirby, okay? It was <laughs> exciting. Like I have never read detective, and at the time I had never read things about detectives or people solving mysteries. This was my first time being um, introduced to that sort of thing and I thought it was very interesting. Any Isn't this adorable? Fast forward to Null, right? The thing that I appreciate most about these books, right, and the, the representation of these characters is not so much her, but her surrounding cast. That's what makes it really interesting to me is the people that she interacts with. They're really cool and interesting people. And so I'm I make more excited for that.
0: Um, than, than anything else Okay And so. the fourth show Was Jane the Novella Which is an anthology series Is that like Jane the Virgin spinoff Oh okay So Gina Rodriguez Who's doing all the wrong things lately mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I was on the Mocha Minutes podcast Which I think it should be out Before this one um, With Stephanie Who's been on the show before And we talked about the Gina Rodriguez scandal. So I, w- um, we did like twenty minutes on it. So I would say go there to listen to that. We won't rehash it. Basically, she's she's anti-black and doesn't understand that she's being anti-black, and she's trying to turn her back around into black people. Um, it's a mess. But so she'll be narrating her spinoff is the idea, and each each season will be like a different not novella that she's writing. So what is that going to be based on? I'm I'm. It'll just be stories Sort of kind of like How Jane the Virgin Makes fun of telenovelas It'll be like This is making fun of Telenovelas But each each season Will be its own complete oh, so story Okay so
3: it's nothing To do with her life She's, right. she's just She's writing these Oh okay the Alright okay okay I get it I
0: get it Alright cool
3: Alright alright That might be interesting all Okay right.
0: If she don't put her foot In the mouth first <laughs> Okay Alright <laughs> uh, Ken what have you Been watching
1: <laughs> um, Well I've still been Watching Game of Thrones Okay Uh, I'm not going to talk about that. I want to wait for Latria Latria to catch up. Right. But I've also, like, I needed uh, a bit of a palate cleanser after all that serious drama of Game of Thrones. So I watched Tidying Up with Marie Cotto. Bruh. Bruh. Yes. People
0: have been talking about this. (coughs) What is this show about? And I assume I need to watch it.
1: Um, it's basically yes, a Japanese do. woman comes in and shows people how to decolor their homes. Yes, I do. Mm.
0: <laughs> they can't see you looking at me all sassily over the radio. Hmm.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> <But it, laughs> I mean, it's Continue like... It, Continue, it, It's like an HGTV show basically for Netflix, so they have a variety of programming. <laughs> but I enjoy it for what it was. It's like I wanted something I could put on in the background, kind of pathway pay attention to, halfway clean my own damn house. Um,
0: Does it shame you you in the cleaning Like hoarders used to shame me in the cleaning
1: Brandon quit telling on yourself This guy (laughs) (laughs) This guy (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy But um, Wow It doesn't shame you as much as it talks you through the process Mm -hmm. And it's like I think her things to start First you start with clothes You put all your clothes Everything you own on the bed And you get rid of anything that doesn't bring you joy (laughs) <laughs> and then, um, after that, I think it's papers that it, she has a certain way of you de- way you treat papers, certain way you treat. No, it's books next. Books, certain way you treat books, certain way you treat papers, and then um, the rest is like cleaning your kitchen, living room, garage, and all that other stuff. And finally, sentimental items. S- so so you kind of build up to that. So basically, Asian Mary Poppins.
0: <laughs> I was literally about to be like, in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap, the job's a game. <laughs> but the, the thing is, she doesn't give you that much. <laughs> <laughs> She's very
1: much like, I'm just a presence in your house. I tell you what to do. You, you know, I'm going to leave you to your own devices to get it done. I come back and yay. Now let's say blessings to the house and the spirit of the house for protecting us.
3: Ken, say no more. I'm going to force a certain somebody to watch this show. <laughs> Ain't this about a bitch? <laughs> I think
1: they should, I think they should be, do season two in Atlanta.
3: Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. Does she do house calls? <laughs> Copy last week. Save me, please. <laughs> save me from these, these these Negroes.
1: Brandon, you were over here talking. You, you were volunteering as tribute I, at first. What are you talking about? I, I, Ken, have I mentioned anybody's name yet? Because I uh. don't think I have. Mm but um, I've also watched. I watched this week's episode of Black Lightning. I believe it was okay. Oh, I saw um, it too. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else did I watch? Oh, I watched
0: the Lego movie. Oh, the first one.
1: Everything uh, is awesome. I'm le- oh, sorry. The Batman Lego movie. Oh,
0: okay. oh, everything is even more awesome. That movie is good as fuck. We saw it, it in is. the theater.
1: <laughs> it was really good. I like I was watching because it was one of those shows that's going to be leaving HBO streaming like this um uh-huh. this month.
0: Oh, okay. So I just
1: I talked it, checked it out,
0: and I'm like, this is a real. It was really good Batman movie. Yeah, because especially if you're a Batman fan. Because it, it they, okay, they went, okay, like, I'm back. I'm back for my snack. I was chewing like, like, when, when you were saying coffee light and sweet saved and, like, me. No, I, good. And sort of kind of, I am not about know, to like, jump back in Batman with a mouthful of food. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I love it. No, sort of. Well, we, I mean, so and Chris Miller, I'm sure they're executive producers on Lego Batman. I'm sure cuz it's it's a sequel to the Lego movie and they did Lego movie themselves. They produced uh Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse.
3: Um is it the same team? I don't think so. Is that the same kind of is that the same
0: team, Brandon? It's it's not the same team because because um Lego so Lego movies wasn't Warner this the Brothers, same the team Spider-Verse that did Spider Man Spider Verse same Chris team? Miller oversaw them all right okay
3: yeah
0: right um, yeah okay yeah but just um mm. beautiful
3: beautiful movie I remember mm. watching it in the theater and I I was just I was
2: so into it no I mean the I same uh. uh uh, how do you say so the, the animate animation be, team or the graphics the team or the Lego people movies, that Lego put it together that's not the same part. team that did Spider-Verse that should be coming on in is it a couple of weeks huh. or so Uh, two
1: weeks two
0: weeks okay, okay I could- yeah. yeah yep alright uh, uh, Coffee uh, Light Suite uh, what have uh, you been watching okay yes. so there's yes. a little
2: bit of them sprinkled in there okay okay
4: okay, okay. mm-hmm Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. well I have two concerns can you guys hear me okay you can hear me okay yeah um one is black lightning look I feel kind of bad because um season one you know took off social sure media everybody was excited up, the cast was engaging it was great renewed for season 2 will as well it was doing all right and then it started gaining momentum and then you know what happened all right so it's almost like the chicken or the egg which comes first Depending I on what happens of, outside the show, yeah, it's a bit of
0: both. So, so the show is as it, as it was pretty as much one, the show's yeah. the fate because, of the show?
2: Um, does it one hundred percent rest yeah. on what what is happening outside of the show
0: and the final uh, outcome of to that?
2: Is that is that pretty much where we are right now?
0: Um, I, I don't know because <laughs> whatever they whatever they I'm certain they're almost done shooting whatever they have. Now so here's what I think. Now, that's could my happen that's my,
2: my conundrum. Tweet.
0: Are the ratings so the, the in free fall? This, like because of what's happening just outside like
2: of the show,
3: world, or so the solution is, what, is it's happening outside of the show, putting like the ratings, ratings in free fall. Right. So that what way, is it? so that way, um, Warner Brothers. Yes. Okay. So that way, Warner mm-hmm. Brothers can see the benefit of doing whatever it takes to keep it. So.
2: Going. What is there so anything that can be done? Getting
3: rid, like as of right the now, to save producer, it. Who is problematic? I, I'm with another I'm, one to just keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Then that is what needs to happen. Oh, that
0: high level. It would be that, it'd be Greg Berlanti
3: because mm-hmm. yeah, he's
0: producing it for Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Greg Berlanti.
3: If Greg Berlanti. No wait. No. 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 Wait. Wait. First, let's look at the CW ratings. If the CW ratings, right gets like a huge jump all of a sudden, and the show is doing really well. Then Greg Berlanti, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: will then be able to um to basically propose or or he would have a um a substantial enough evidence to show that, hey, Warner Brothers, you really should do what it takes to keep this show running. Please allow me to find a replacement you know, team to spare to um, you know, to do the show. That's what I think that is what would happen in a perfect world. Unfortunately, as Brandon pointed out, the show's ratings are in free fall because the quality of the plot is dipping you somewhat. Mean
0: they call the white people the sangre and the black people the purdy. Girl, that's what we just told you. <laughs> Over three minutes worth of expos- expositional dialogue. Yeah, so that's
3: that's the issue that they're running into right now. So if this, if for some reason this show gets like a like a steroid boost of ratings, that would be awesome. But as it stands right now, it doesn't seem that it's it's happening, and so mm-hmm. this show is it's in danger. Can social media create money out of? People because have,
0: people have to watch it. Because the that's the no that's it. the
3: other thing too. It's like we're not go- because that we don't want um, no no studio no no channel wants like uh, um, the no channel wants to be looking at a couch. Pretty much, you need you need eyeballs, and eyeballs is what's gonna make your make your show money. And you're right. right, right. So that's the problem. Is that if social media. If whatever you're if whatever you're proposing on social media if it's somehow I'm really concerned about it, can
2: it be saved by a social Post media
3: and, um you know hail Mary for the loss of money then sure, but if not then then this show is in in very is in very mm. hot water right now right okay,
4: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. because we've seen we've seen situations where the fans or you know folk that love the show have uh besieged if you will their oh, my I sunday grateful. school roots oh, I gone I to grateful. the powers that be via social media to say you know we want a season x you know mm-hmm. save show blank you know, and, 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 and the I whole a of mine posse of folks just sort of like, storm the um, gates his, his career of, well, you know, various like high powered individuals, and you know, within um, the show, storm the their social media to say, you we want the show to, like, this, you know, survive the cut. It, it pretty much doesn't mean it's um, going to happen, but it lets it, the studio it, it know that, yes, you know, people do care about the fate of this show. The reason that I'm asking is because it feels to me like the people on the set are caught in between something. You know, I'm pretty much that set, was beyond their right?
3: control. And like when you hear they're right like in the middle. That, now you're and you're it's thinking, like what we, am I supposed to do? What should I plan? We will what not be afforded a particular opportunity because sooner or later something this, that the axe is you gonna know, fall and it, I'm gonna be out of a job. So what should I do? So all in all, something needs to happen to to help mm-hmm. the ratings of this show. Um, because if not, it's it's gonna tank. And to be completely honest with you, there have been good shows with good ratings and they've gotten an axe too. Regardless. We're
0: we're, we're kind of past the point. So just FYI. Broadcast TV where like social media campaign can save the show if their ratings don't. Yeah. Yeah, Like just too much streaming and competition out now. Yeah. I was also going to read Latria has sent in some thoughts about the show. She was, she's not feeling well. That's why she's not here today, unfortunately. Yeah. So she says, Grace and Frankie, my fave senior saints are back with their theme of quote, fuck it, unquote. This season and and I stand.
4: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, last half of season four. Womp womp. I can't even tell you anything that's happened. That's how much I wasn't paying that's attention. True. Give Titus Burgess his things, though, including his own show, please and thank you. Uh she talks about both yeah, the um, You're
2: right, the uh Fire
0: right. Festival documentary. We'll get to those right. in a second. Uh Camping on HBO. If you like nonsensible, nonsensical. Dramedies it's cool La only eight half hour episodes so a fast bench. Jennifer Gardner was perfectly unlikable in this role. Also Homegirl is ripped. she got them rock shoulders. <laughs> uh, Carmen San Diego perfect, perfect, perfect. It's got girl power to the 100th degree. an incredible backstory and plotline. I loved it and it's a minute why I'll never stop watching cartoons. Yes this was seriously better than a lot of live action shows. All right. All right, so let's go ahead on into news. Wait a minute. Can I add one more thing about Grace and Frankie?
1: What's up? I haven't watched it, but I saw a clip from, a scene from it, and I'm like, they're really doing too much. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, like, they have RuPaul from Drag Race as a guest star in the Mm -hmm. episode. So Lily Tomlin's character is like, no tea, no shade, but why you gagging, bitch? I'm
0: just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father God. Let's go. Let's go All right. So, some of the biggest news, of course, in just like a streaming, uh, material has been the fact that Netflix put up a documentary about Fire Festival, which, of course, was the the um the the scandalous and terrible 2017, you know, Bahamian getaway excursion weekend thing that didn't happen that was uh, put on by Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule. Except that Hulu put up a stealth documentary of their own called Fire that they produced and didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. two days before a fire festival stood to debut on Netflix. So everybody pretty much watched both of them across social media to sort of kind of compare them and see because they tell even though they share some footage and some interview um, subjects they are two different documentaries with different points of view about the I mean the whole thing basically is about how the thing was terrible but Mm -hmm. like you know Hulu paid and interviewed Billy McFarlane who was like the main guy now he's going to be doing six years worth of jail for frauding everybody And so he's actually in their documentary. Meanwhile, the people from the marketing company, Fuck Jerry, produced the Netflix version. And it's basically dedicated to sort of kind of extracting them from being any blame for the thing. Uh Now, Hmm. how did y'all feel about these? And I know we're going to talk about the thing like um, the dude in the Netflix version who talks about how the water was, was an impound.
4: Oh mm-hmm. Lord. Yeah. Oh God.
0: <laughs> so the water was impounded at, at the at Customs and it was and mm-hmm. Billy Farn called Dude up and was like, You are a resident gay, and so I need for you to go over there and offer to suck this dude's dick to get the water. And this white Ooh. man said, So I took a shower and I t- it was mouthwashed and I drove over there totally prepared to suck this man's dick.
3: Jesus, take the entire wheel. Take the whole car. The whole car. <laughs> I did <laughs> I With paused. A straight
2: face. I with a straight face. Paused. I paused. But my
1: thing is... And he, died. He was doing the most the whole documentary. I'm like, did he, did he embellish this?
3: Well, he was... Ta- because through the entire documentary before this, he seemed like the guy you'd go
0: to to just get anything done. Like, yeah, anything. He had been Billy McFarlane's like his mentor for a very long time.
4: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: he just makes shit happen. He does.
3: And... He, he did, but it's And like- at that point, Ken, when he got to that point, I was like, okay... Now you've crossed
1: the line. You're officially doing the most. I mean, we need, to, we need him to go to solve the Flint crisis. So I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm
1: leaving. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm done. Get that <laughs> nigga to Flint. I'm done.
2: <laughs> Kenneth, no, you did not. <laughs> yes, you did, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. I'm
0: done. Oh, God. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> you go, suck them old Republican men white salty balls.
1: <sighs> I uh, Brandon, we didn't need to the go there. you know the one who brought it up! <laughs> All us- all I said was go to go to. We need him to solve the Flint crisis. You didn't want going into graphic details. I'm trying to illustrate what, what happened. we don't. We don't. We, I didn't need that illustration. <laughs> All right. I, but yeah. are not,
0: this is not a children's story. Oh Lord. Okay. I no, R. Kelly. Um, oh, yeah. So the documentaries were both like the whole thing was insane. Uh, shout out to the Instagram. So like. I love how it sort of kind of broke down the whole Instagram model influencer culture. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. who get paid by brands to stealthily promote things. And that's why they started adding that hashtag ad tag shit to their stuff now after this whole thing. Because they they basically use all these people like a marketing team to convince yeah. kids you know, that this is the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate it. I love both loved and hated how that one Instagram um um influencer, she was one of the people who actually get a villa. She's in there twirling and shit in the villa. Meanwhile, people are outside. We in felt wet bad tents. about
1: it too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Lord. It's not it's funny, but it's not funny. Cause she was like, like they totally set that up. Like they, I I bet you she didn't even laugh at that point. They just like took that from later on in the episodes. <laughs>
2: yeah, we were one of the ones
1: who had to be like, "Oh, you're so funny, Mr. Producer Man." Got he- he- it.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> the poor, st- yeah, the poor black lady who ran that restaurant and where they yes. they ran her out, oh out of business God. almost. I was so yeah. I felt for her the most. I really did. Yeah,
1: she was like, I had to pay this mu- I know these people. I live here. I had to yeah, pay right. them this money.
3: Yeah, and she had to pay them out of her
1: pocket in the end. Right. Yeah. It like worked. Like $50,000 out of her own pocket. Jesus Christ. She was like, I don't even like talking about this.
3: Yeah, and you could still She, was, like, she, was she near got tears. upset. Yeah, she was near tears. If they, had, I, if they had left the footage, they had left the recording on for a little longer, she would have straight up cried on screen.
1: Um, nah, she's, she's a tough, she looked like a tough broad. Oh, like, she, she, she is
3: strong. Caribbean she, black. She woman. She might have
1: been hurt, but you ain't gonna see her. You, you're not gonna see it. Um she was hurt, but uh yeah. I fell for it. And then the black man who was like, I had to get out of here. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were coming to my house. Oh, of course. Them folks, not because he yourself. was the he was like the foreman.
0: Yeah. Right? Wh- who was the one white man who who uh who um hid and then jumped in the back of a truck?
3: No, he's the same guy
0: who who um who was
3: on them dick. The, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know well,
0: what? <laughs> it's the same one who who's going who's going to go get the water, him. Yeah, the
1: yeah, same guy. He, <laughs> you, you sounded like cookie tookie for a minute. <laughs> Kim,
0: Kim, Kim was on 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 live talking about he escaped like the underground railroad. <laughs> what? the white man who jumped, he took jumped in the back of a truck to get away oh, from people yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. looking for him, yeah, on first, the island. first He hid in a closet <laughs> and then <laughs> Of course he hid in a closet. <laughs> Had to do it, sorry. (laughs) Why? Why? Low hanging fruit, Brandon. I know. But then you jumped to the back of a truck like like Rosalie in the season finale of Underground (laughs) season one. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm done. I'm done. done. Put your headphones back (laughs) (laughs) on. My thing is, I can't do this. But
2: but you know the whole like
1: this. I'm sorry, but you know the ridiculousness of this, of it to me. He switched clothes. You still white. I mean Are you
0: encouraging Blackface
1: Ken? Shit (laughs) Ken can he stay like Thor in Ragnarok
3: Like (laughs) I can still see I can still see your face Not Not when I I do do this this. And he
1: covered his (laughs) mouth (laughs) It it
0: was like He did all
1: this stealth shit And you know the locals Were just like Crazy white
0: man Crazy white man What you do?
1: (laughs) I love the
0: dude and the Netflix will one. I was suck to take to get out of here. It's no need, no need. Just go. Just yeah. Go. He was when he was like talking about when he was being interviewed and they had him to end credits and Billy actually called him while he was in the chair. Yeah. It's Billy. How you doing, man? Hi, man.
1: And in then he was all that. And it was it was kind of like when you when somebody called you, like you know how um one of your like your cousin would call you when you had like a family gathering mm-hmm. and they trying to ask you who all over there, but don't let them know you on the phone with you. <laughs> But you be all out and then you
0: mess it up? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Who no. all over there. Hello, <laughs> oh, Uh But, man, this whole thing was such a clusterfuck. And Ja Rule trying to worm his way out of it. I love they included that Drink Champs footage of him mm-hmm. when he got drunk and admitted it was all his idea. Billy McFarland got to be the first and probably only white man's never snitch on his black partner. Because there's no way that he should be in jail and Ja Rule shouldn't be.
1: Mm. When did?
0: When but the thing is, the recording. Remember
1: when ja Rule probably got some folks that'll come to his door. Mm. It's murder. It's murder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I but I thought that, that I here. thought that ja Rule's p- part was that he was just the money. He was just the money.
1: Yeah, no, he was just—he mm-hmm.
2: wasn't—he didn't
1: put any money, and he was—he was he a was, he was uh, quote the unquote division, but yeah. pretty yeah. much he was a brand ambassador.
2: He was okay. That's what I meant, like his face, like his reputation pushed it, yeah. pushed it. When he, yeah, yeah, the
3: change, when they were it, having that conference like, call in the in the boardroom, and Jarus' voice came over from um, in the conference phone talking about how, you know, here's how we have to spin this, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just when Jaru was like, no, um. No, somebody said that it was that they were that clearly they were lying or this is this is um fraud. Ja-woo, when he said fraud is a strong word,
0: <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, Are ja,
3: you hearing yourself right now? Like, bro, you're on a recording. <laughs> he was like, It's more like a and he and he used another word to solve embellishment.
2: embellishment. Oh
3: my, something like that. And I was just like, Wow, I mean, the, the, the what length, I, the length, what I can't.
2: What I can't understand is when something seems too good to be true,
3: mm-hmm.
2: don't you take a step back.
3: Not when you're young and white.
2: Like,
3: and have money. When you're young and
0: you're white. Because
3: think about how we saw the, they introduced the... Because remember, there was there are two sides of this story, right? It's the mm-hmm. organizers that we we were followed around and then you have the, the, the concert goers. And the mm-hmm. concert goers, even up to the day when they're about to fly out, They said themselves, the concertgoers, they actually said things like, this doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But I'm still going on this plane because I'm not going to miss this. Because Instagram has told me this is the place to be. This is where I have to be. So Uh good or bad, I need to be here because I need to be the first person to be talking about this.
1: So you're missing spidey. out.
3: They talk about a lot in the documentary. Exactly, and that is mm-hmm. how you catch young people mm-hmm. like this.
2: So they their spidey senses were definitely tingling. Oh, saying, yes. this doesn't smell right. Mm-hmm. Something about this ain't right. Mm-hmm. But but it's like, but I can't be left out. So I'm exactly. going to push through common sense. Right. Going to push through it. I'm still going. I mean, classic. I'm white and that rich. is classic. That's yep. classic.
0: Yeah. They think things will work out, but they, the island don't have no running water. It got Man. no electricity. When it and turned all, into *Lord of the Flies*, I was like, "All Jesus. them tents, um, they rained right the, right before, and also all the tents, the mattresses, mattresses soaked,
3: soaked in water. And
0: then the white people got on that island, and they fighting over mattresses. They fighting over their they that got dumped on the ground from they,
3: a, from a cargo crate, from yeah. a, from a shipping crate, a container. They oh, wow.
0: they, they, they eating um, um, school lunch salads with a with a piece of bread and cheese in it.
2: <laughs> they had themselves lunchables. <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) I have a question. I have a question. All right. All right. Because, you know, my mind is blown at, at what point, even after you've had your spidey sense was tingling, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to get, you know, you want to be the first one on the, on, on, in the squad to, you know, tell everybody back home what happened and you were there. Mm -hmm. You arrive on the scene, you see wet mattresses, cheese sandwiches, and my luggage on the ground. Mm -hmm. So what else? What else do you need to turn around and go, nope. so,
3: so, So, Coffee, Light, and Sweet, you're also, you're, you haven't mentioned that, that something else was also involved that sort of helped to mitigate some of that. And that, okay. my friends, is called alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> so, oh, the, yes. remember, one of the things that they did, they realized that when the organizers realized that it was going to shit, they said, you know what? First, we're going to get them drunk. Because the the more inebriated they are, the less likely they are to completely just burn this entire shit down. Because I'm telling you, if if these people were sober, oh, it would have been a very, very special episode. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Exactly. You land someplace and you're looking around like, I paid
3: how much? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's What's
2: happening?
0: Trust me, the tequila was flowing. (laughs) And plus, a lot of people did try to leave, but... There are only so many flights wow. out. They didn't book any. They didn't book
3: any charter. Yeah, it's
0: like they tr- they like our um they, our registry said we had hundred
1: and eleven people, and there were hundred and twelve, so we couldn't leave. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: wow. yeah, oh wow. they were camped out in the airport.
4: Yeah, it was. That, just,
0: it was the whole thing was just a complete clusterfuck. It was just. It was like even from when they were trying to rent the private island that was on the be owned by Pablo Escobar, and they they said, "Don't say." that uh, this island used to be owned by Pablo Escobar. The ad comes out owned by once owned by Pablo Escobar. So they lost that island and had yep, to get another immediately. One. Like immediately. seriously, did you have so, one job? Right.
2: <laughs> so here's a question cuz I'm thinking if I was if I was part of the planning team hypothetically, hypothetically if I was part of the planning the, the reason that my mind is blown is that had this been done right, had it been done right and had it gone off successfully this could have been a festival for the ages and they would have had no problem booking Ah, it
0: year after year. I feel like it was always going to go to shit. (laughs)
2: It's
0: weird because if
1: you you watch just the the Netflix documentary, I watched that one first, it seems like they could have pulled it off if they gave themselves more time.
2: Right. Whereas,
1: when you watch the Hulu documentary, which is more centered around the sensationalism of social media and the Mm -hmm. idea that Billy Franklin was a... McFarlane. Well, sorry, Billy McFarlane was pulling stunts in shows since he was a wee lad.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that makes you feel like they couldn't have. But they actually could have pulled it off if they gave themselves a more little time. more time and yeah. actually planned stuff instead of just like, like being basically... Um,
2: throwing it together.
1: Well, right. throwing it together in the idea that it'll just get done because I said it will.
2: Yeah, you are just going to will it to happen. No, you yeah, got to put, it. you got to put your back into this thing.
1: I yeah. mean, and, and even when you, in like, and instead of dealing with problems, you just throw money at it. Oh, you yeah. Should, but right. not own any money, you throw somebody else's money at it, yeah, and then you got to make up for that problem. And so it's compound
2: compound interest. so, so Ken, Ali, and Brandon, uh-huh. okay, let's rewind the tape, shall we? Let's just rewind the whole tape. We're at the beginning of this, and we have the time to plan it. Okay, We have the time to plan it. We're not rushing. We got the green light to go forward. What if you were driving this situation? What would you have done differently to make this thing work? Uh,
0: First of all, two I more planned, years yeah, of planning.
3: I would have done at least uh, at least a
0: year, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Fire Festival 2019.
1: I don't know. I guess he had to rush it so he could take care of all the shadiness he, it, he do, was doing with magnesium.
0: Yep. Magnesis.
2: So 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 in order in order to successfully um, uh, in order to successfully or plant something of this magnitude, you need a minimum, minimum of two years, minimum. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have an island with no infrastructure. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah.
3: on
0: there.
2: Yep, a minimum two years. What's what's the luxury? Five, which is crazy. Three
0: is a luxury, Three. I would say, but at least two. Okay. I mean, gotta, they got to put down piping. I mean, at least at least running water on electricity. <laughs> right. Let's try okay. that. How about that? What? Did, they didn't show okay. that. In, did it, where did it go to the bathroom? Was that oh, a, no. a latrine someplace? They, they used well, they had, they they had, had the they used nature. That's what I'm saying. They dig a latrine. They didn't have
1: enough. They didn't have enough of those. You remember when they said in the um, documentary that one guy was joking like we might
0: need to use toilet paper as currency?
2: <laughs> That's real.
0: That's <laughs> Throw real. it all away. Throw the whole thing away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Any final words about any of these things?
1: <laughs> I got this two-ply, nigga. Two-ply. Lord Two grand. Jesus. Two-ply. Oh, um, I, I mean, it's
0: so interesting. Like, Which documentary did you guys prefer? Um, it's I like actually like them both equally for different reasons. I feel like the Hulu one is more entertaining. The Netflix mm-hmm. one is more hard hitting.
1: Yeah, I, th- I I definitely agree. Um, and the thing about the Netflix one is that only makes it is that scene with Wes McCall talking about I'll suck dick for bottled water. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's like Hulu's is actually really more entertaining, like you said. Even though I did, I think you know I like Netflix because I think Netflix gives you a better overall view. Right. Whereas like Hulu comes in and gives you a better overall view, but Hulu goes in and they really just want to go for that millennial and talk about this, that, and the third, and give you a good laugh here and there. Um, but I mean, even though they do make some serious um, comments about Billy, uh, uh, what's his name, McFarland, who got paid to be in that show, that one, by the way, sure the fuck did. Like what was it? Like at least a hundred. 50k or something like that. Yeah,
0: they've debated how much it was, but we know it was some, some some significant form of money.
1: Once once a scammer, always a scammer. Yeah, yeah because the absurdity of it
3: is, after the fact, after all this sudden, this guy tried to do another scam whilst he was in the in the investigation, and I thought,
0: wow, this must this is what peak privilege is like. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up. Spider-Man Far From Home. The trailer actually came out um, since the last time we recorded. It's been a big hit. Everybody's looking forward to Spider-Man coming back to us in July. I thought he was snapped. Y'all calm down. Um, Wait a minute. Which Spider-Man is this? Because they're like 14 now. So oh, this is this is Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Okay. The one that appeared in Infinity War last. Okay. Year. Yeah. So Spider-Man: and Far From Home is the first superhero movie ever to cast out trans actors. The popular franchise has hired young actor Zach Barrick or Zach Barack to play a friend of Tom Holland's Peter Parker, and place Tyler Luke Cunningham as a featured extra. So both trans. I guess they're trans men, It might be trans boys, I'm not sure how old the actors actually are, but congratulations to them. And it's great for Marvel Studios continuing their march towards diversifying the superhero genre, which is really good. Uh, Next up, Sony Music has decided Olive A. Sutton to drop R. Kelly. I'm sure that decision had a lot to do with the fact that one of the interns who used to work for Jive Records, which Sony now owns, says that R. Kelly, she might have worked for Epic, it might after like some of the mergers happened, but she says that R. Kelly uh, sexually assaulted her when she was 16 because she was a high school intern. Okay. Oh no. Oh no.
2: How deep does this rabbit hole run?
0: So every every woman my age that I know or know somebody from Chicago. Has an R. Kelly story. If it wasn't them, it was their friend. Or friends, that plural. That's
2: crazy. That's crazy.
0: So I'm sure it could be in the hundreds or even in the thousands of girls over the course of 20 years, 25 years, 30 years now.
2: Wow. I, don't, I have no words.
0: Yep. They're keeping the masters. <laughs> uh, I, I understood that R. Kelly already sold his publishing at some point. You know he can't read, so I'm sure he signed some bad shit. Wow, Brandon. He can't read, and they said in the documentary this about R- so R. Kelly can read, he just can't understand certain words. So he can't read what's going on on Twitter. And I said, if you can't read Twitter, that means you can't fucking read on a grade on a on a grade school level. Because Twitter is all
3: Twitter. Twitter's but how, like, how do, I'm Twitter's trying like to figure shorthand.
1: out? Twitter's like millennial shorthand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand
0: how he graduated high school. He. I think he dropped out well, uh how do you even get to high school i passed along, you know, like they get they promote mm-hmm. you to get you out of the classroom and w- away right. from you you're, mm-hmm. right. you're right, yeah, that happens unfortunately it does but yeah um fuck okay what
2: what 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 do you guys think the end game like what's the end of this like when it's done and done and put on the shelf
0: He did what, okay. <laughs> I'm dead serious. He did. I don't know if he'll go to jail or not. Hopefully, he will. But you might. He might have either like um, catch a bullet or pass away from natural causes. Hopefully, um, something before his natural causes. But you know, because as long as he's alive and free, he's gonna keep trying to do this shit. It seems like a compulsion he can't stop, and nobody around him seems to be compelled to stop him.
2: Even with all of this publicity, with with the, this documentary, with with Sony dropping and da, da 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 da, you know, pulling from streaming, all of this he
0: be, still, he believes too much of his own hype. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to have regular person logic when it comes to this stuff. It seems like it's just he's so much up his own ass because he's been famous for so long that he thinks he's untouchable. Mm. So I mean, it's it's not going to end well, unfortunately. No,
2: no, it will not.
0: Okay. All right. Happier story. Um, yes. so there was a report that Sony's West that's the no, Sony, um uh, Twin Century Fox's remake of West Side Story that's being directed by Steven Spielberg, was by Steven Spielberg, was having trouble casting people because they wanted to cast a actual young people, not people 35 and older. And they wanted to try to cast actual Latinx people. People always think that means they can't find people. It usually means they can't find the right person because they're so used to casting, you know, white person and painting the brown, but and or getting a name. And so it's all often about they might find somebody, had to have to convince and bait the studio that this person who may not be that well known can take on this role. But the the studio and the financiers that they aren't the same people. But they have finally gone ahead, because they already had cast. Um, Ansel Elgort, who played the lead in Baby Driver, to play Tony. And so they now have a Maria, who is going to be Rachel Zegler, who is a 17-year-old high school student from New Jersey. She is not a... She's, a you know, like a theater actress as much as anybody who's in high school could be. But, you know, she hasn't appeared in anything before. But she's been on her Twitter. She can actually sing. Mm
4: -hmm. Unaided,
0: Ali, no auto-tune. Okay. And she is... A Latinx person. I forget which country Latinx. she's from. She's not Puerto Rican. I didn't know that. But like she is at least a Latinx person. Like they actually consulted with the University of Puerto Rico to try to like get like um, you know, some people cast and things like that and try to get more of a better feel for the Puerto Rican characters in West Side Story for this remake. Uh, they've also cast um Ariana de Bose. Uh, who is a Afro-Latina woman. She's going to play Maria. I mean, not Maria, um, Anita, the part that uh, Rita Moreno won the Oscar for back in 1961. Um, David Alvarez is playing Bernardo, Maria's older brother and Anita's boyfriend. And Josh Andres uh, Rivera is playing Chino. And I'm sure they will get a whole bunch of um, white kids to play uh, riff and um, action and all of them. But yeah, so this like, it looks like it's coming together. Um, I'm sure by the time they actually go into production, the Disney-Fox deal will be closed. But um, Fox Disney's not shutting down a West Side Story remake from Steven Spielberg, so they'll be fine. That's the kind of thing they probably want me to be made. Any thoughts besides me saying that this is cool Southern?
2: I'm excited. I remember the original um, West Side Story. And um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, it freshened up a bit and a modern take on it. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Is this supposed to be a period piece? It's not gonna be modernized, I don't think. It's still gonna be a period piece. That's why I stopped. That's why I stopped. I was like,
2: wait a minute, wait a minute. So they're gonna take it all the way back, okay, with the, with the, the, the perm, not the permed hair, but like the the grease in the hair and, yeah. So, okay, that's why I stopped. Like, I have a question now, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is
3: this on location or sound stages? I don't know, probably both. It's a musical, and New York is is expensive because sound stages,
0: um, in the original, the movie they used both in the in the original. Okay, but it whatever works for them. I mean, it's two thousand and nineteen. They can CGI in the background. You never know the difference. Okay.
2: Wait a minute, guys. Was there ever a modern take on West Side Story with a different name? I'm thinking that there was. Wasn't there?
0: not really um the the actual musical itself has been revived on broadway they took it and they updated some of the the dialogue and some of the songs have been translated into spanish in places where you know um puerto rican people in their own homes and places of work wouldn't be speaking english necessarily (laughs) what Rican people back in that time when they had just come from the island
2: yeah, I, mm, I'm thinking maybe I maybe I dreamed it, but I'm thinking there uh, there's a modern take on this love story,
0: but set in modern times. You might be of thinking ju- of Romeo and Juliet because me, it's still Romeo and Juliet. You might think of it Leonardo is. DiCaprio, yeah, yeah, and, um, uh, Claire Danes.
2: Maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Sony announced a surprise Ghostbusters three, still untitled, but basically it's Ghostbusters three. With Jason Reitman as producer, he's the son of Ivan Reitman, the producer and director of the original Ghostbusters. Um, this new Ghostbusters film is set as a sequel to the first two movies, and sort of kind of steps all the way around the 2016 one that starred Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wiig and Leslie um, Jones. Leslie Jones is quite hot about that on Twitter. She's basically saying it feels like a. She's basically saying it feels like a giant fuck you. And you know, a lot of people are saying it does feel problematic.
2: You know, Why are they doing this? What what's the what's the reason behind this so soon after?
0: Well, because the so, the um, the fur the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters was, it wasn't a flop. Like, well, it didn't make as much money as they wanted it to, and it was very expensive to make.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of issues I remember on social media. This is the one with Jones, right?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: So is this kind of like a redo?
3: Sort of. There's, they're shopping it as a sequel to the original um, Ghostbusters <clears> too.
0: Right, and it, the idea is it like centers around four teenagers. I mm-hmm. I the joke I had is they're going to be a dog as well. Four teenagers hunting ghosts. A dog. Yes, we know. Ghost. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, <laughs> but if they're smart, they'll cast two boys and two girls rather than having all boys. There'll be one girl.
3: Oh, gee I was about God. to say, like, again, here, here you go being very generous. You know Hollywood already. Oh. Hollywood is going to give you one girl.
1: <sighs> girl, girl, girl.
0: If Amy Pascal was still there, she'd give me two. Uh, next up, speaking of remakes and things, Disney is on the road with these live-action remakes of their animated classics. The next one they're developing right now is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And Josh Gad is signed on as a producer, which only means one thing. <clears throat> it only means one thing. Yes. They want Josh Gad. Somebody wants Josh Gad to play Quasimodo.
2: Mm. Oh. I was, <laughs> I was thinking something else. Like, where are we going with this? Okay.
0: wish he could do it. But why do we want a remake of this version of The Hunchback of Notre Dame? It wasn't popular when it came out. It was sort of kind of derided for being too much of a sanitization of Victor Hugo's novel. Is it going to have a twist or something? Victor Hugo Some would, be, would be ruling in his grave if they. Well, I mean, they're developed, we have no idea what take they're going to... I mean, it can't have too much of a twist. It's, it's going to be a Disney movie, like a well, Disney, Disney movie.
2: Well, the first one was not the most, you know, successful Picture so like to what you're saying to bring it back why unless you're going to do something is extra
0: so? I don't know I really don't know because I mean it, it's like what like the ninth or tenth it the Disney version was the ninth or tenth version of Hunchback that had been made to movie anyway and all the mm-hmm. other ones have been more successful
2: What is the story like the 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 child version story of the Hunchback Quasimodo was in love with Esmeralda period full stops that's it no. That's not it. Okay. What is the story?
0: He was infatuated with her. She was in love with the with the um with Phoebus. With Phoebus, the um the the knight. And then the arch the archbishop, you know, who ran the cathedral Mm -hmm. lusted after Esmeralda. In the Disney version, it made him a judge because they wanted to get away from having a person of the clergy being a lustful villain.
2: That could be problematic. Yep. Right. So that's pretty much it. So why would you want? Mm. But
0: in the Disney version, they also added in cute cartoon gargoyles for fighting games.
2: I why I agree, Brandon. Why would you want to bring this back in today's climate? This I don't know. Do you want to make money? Because I'm not sure. I'm, unless there is a there is something you know there's a thrown in to make it like oh okay that's cool whatever that thing is.
3: So if they're going to do
0: this. If they're going to,
3: um, they shouldn't just.
0: They this, just shouldn't do it. Full stop. We do not want it. We do not want it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So if they're gonna do this, they're gonna to have to.
3: I really wanted to ditch the gargoyles or or lessen the comedy of the gargoyles because make it because I think and I was discussing this with Brandon um last week is that because of how much they they gave the gargoyles to do. You can get lost and and actually start thinking that the gargoyles are actually. This was a
0: debate. So real. in the, in Disney's version, Quasimodo has three cartoon gargoyle friends he hangs out with: um, Victor Hugo and Laverne. Right, and they're like the cute sidekicks who do a lot of funny jokes and things like that. The movie is ambiguous as to whether or not they actually exist. Like the idea is supposed to be sort of a Calvin and Hobbes thing, where they come to life only when Quasimodo is around, but they do never. They never specify whether or not they're actually alive and hiding from the rest of the world, or whether Quasimodo has just made it all up in his head.
3: And I think, definitely, Quasimodo is talking to just stone statues. These are statues that he literally is just talking to and interacting with, but they don't actually.
0: It's they basically tried to his, kiss the goat.
3: That was just a thing in the movie. But to be completely <laughs> honest. But to be completely honest, they're supposed to, I think they're supposed to represent his his different um different conscious consciousnesses, basically. I
0: could buy that if the movie bought it too. Right. So if
3: they're gonna do something like that, what they could do instead is not have that. Find another way to make it seem like he's talking, he's always having um these kind of discussions in his head, right? About what to do next. Make it make it really show you that he's actively sort of planning out scenarios or like having a, a, a conflict of, of of consciousness
0: all the time. Like maybe having babble a lot. Quasi murder. who are you maybe, talking to? Maybe. My friends, your friends. And what are your friends made out of? Stone, can stone talk? No, it can't. Good, you're a smart lad. Yeah, I don't, don't, we do not want it. It doesn't matter, it's happening. No, it's being developed, which means they're writing a screenplay. There's no guarantee this movie will be produced. It's going to
3: happen. It's going to happen, and I'm saying that you should prepare yourself that it's going to happen. And what you should do is, you should start to speculate about what, what, what you can do to turn this. First of all, they're not going to have a Victor Hugo... Um, I'm Quasimodo um, They're not going to have A Victor Hugo Hunchback of Notre Dame That That's never going to happen Right? Because there's no way You're going to show this To your children at home This is going to be Way too traumatic for
0: them You know who should do this? Who this would be perfect for? I know At a different studio? Yes, I know who you're going to say Yeah, say his name Zack Snyder No, no, what? <laughs> no Zack Snyder would do actually Listen, I don't like his movies that much But this is right up his fucking alley No Didn't 300 have 100 back in it? Oh, Jesus Christ Who you thought I was going to say? I
3: thought you were going to say Tim Burton
0: Oh, well yes him too. <laughs> Tim Burton is exactly who should make a John Carpenter movie. But he, he gets squirrely if you give him too much money to make a movie. That's he gonna, get he gets he get it trips him up a little bit. If uh, in another
3: studio and you give it to Tim Burton, that's going to be dark as shit. <laughs> that's going to be and that's exactly how the Victor Hugo novel is.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that is exactly his alley. So Yep. All right, next up. Netflix has joined the Motion Picture Association of America. Which means that they are now a member of the Global Trade Association that advocates on behalf of the film and television industry. They help, you know, set the rules as far as, like, theatrical release windows and when movies go to TV and how actors get paid and producers get paid and directors get paid and things like that. They debate these with the unions who represent those people, you know. And, of course, they administer the ratings for America and all that kind of stuff. And so the rest of the MPAA includes Disney, Paramount, Sony, Fox, Universal, and Warner Brothers. Not MGM, because MGM went bankrupt and you know it became smaller and stuff like that. The end of cinema as we know it. It is not the end of cinema as we know the it. The end of cinema as we know it. So, so are you think they're gonna is gonna be like first thing we should do is shut down all the movie theaters <laughs> and put everything <laughs> on our website?
2: I'm with Ali. I think that's the beginning.
0: That is the beginning of the end. <laughs>
2: I mean, think about it. Think about it. The first time we ever heard about Netflix was way back when, and it was like, "What's it called again? What does it do? You watch movies, and then what on your on your laptop? What?
0: Oh, no. How does that work?" When I first heard of Netflix, was back when they were mailing discs.
2: Right. That's right. You had to mail it back when you were done. Yep. And now look at them. It. it they've. They've been playing chess the whole time. Like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I see you Netflix
0: well played well played because you know the whole thing of Netflix has had issues getting their movies into theaters because they want right. to put it on Netflix either the day after or the same day and the theaters are like we don't we, you know they're like we do not want it and now Netflix is like mm-hmm. you're going to take it and you're going to like it so
2: remember, remember now was it HBO I think forgive me was it Game of Thrones or it was something where it was a show that was not, that people wanted to be recognized at the Oscars or recognize Golden Globes, but it was on a streaming service. And at that time, shows on streaming services, quote, were not it recognized. Might have been, it might have Easter been Orange or or Nation. Or yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was something right. right. And and it, oh, it was well received on a streaming service. but was on but,
0: Netflix. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and people yeah. were saying, like, no, you're not worthy to sit with us. You can't sit with us. Well, guess what, guys? Can't sit That's here. Seat's, yeah. taken. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Seat's taken. Yes.
2: Seat's taken. Well, guess what? Netflix is at the table. Yeah. And fast forward 10 years from now, maybe, maybe sooner. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Mark my words. Yep. yep. Meanwhile, they are also releasing partial ratings now, which is a big shop because the whole thing was Netflix was super secretive about how many people were watching their things. But now they are releasing a little bit of uh, information. Um, I guess in their latest like quarterly report, which apparently they um, wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be. They lost some um, some stock market share. But let me see what they said. Cause there, there was only three shows, I believe, that they actually reported on. If this if my phone will let me show this article. It's being weird. All right, let's try it on here. But basically, oh there it is. Uh Bird Box. The movie starring Sandra Bullock and Tervante Rhodes and a whole mm-hmm. lot of um, eye masks. Um, was seen by 80 million people. 80 million households in the first four weeks. On eye masks. <laughs> which is, which is that's, that's, that's pretty high. That and, is very high. Yep. Sets Education and You, both um, two new shows on Netflix, have been seen by 40 million households in oh, four weeks. Dang. Now, if you were on broadcast television... And you had 10 million people watching every week, um, you would have the top rated show on te- on television.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Netflix is pulling A list actors oh, yeah.
0: on streaming shows.
2: That yeah. was unheard of. Everybody's what? How many years ago? Get, three, three
0: two years on. ago almost.
1: Everybody's well, trying to get on and Netflix. Kevin show. Spacey for,
0: well. I don't know. Oh, that's
2: right. House of Cards. But well, he, he was, was one
0: was. of the few. He was one mm-hmm. of the few who took a chance like that. That's right. also got a producer
2: credit for that. so. Yep. Mm -hmm. I see you, Netflix. I see you.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. And they're also, um, since they know that they're the shit now, they have raised their prices. Um, You guys may have noticed in your latest bill as you were balancing (laughs) your checkbook that, um, (laughs) let's see, um, Netflix has gone up to $2 to $12.99. If you oh. if you have like the top rated tier, if you have the regular tier, um it's one dollar up to eight ninety nine.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean the mid the mid-level is 99 the top rated is not fifteen ninety nine. Meanwhile, Hulu dropped their shit a dollar from seven ninety nine to six ninety nine for the regular tier with the advertising in it, even though they're charging more for like their um Hulu live TV, they're charging less for their regular streaming to try to compete with Netflix. Mm. <laughs> Kim's like, whatever. I
1: <laughs> mean, um, if Hulu comes... But people are, like, really talking about they're done with Netflix and going to Hulu. I saw on Twitter. Really? Yeah, I, me too. I was like, hmm. Like people feel like they have
2: options now. <laughs> now, the, the Netflix versus Hulu uh, model, is it net, Netflix for TV shows and Hulu for movies or...
0: Vice, it's versa. vice versa in general, even though Netflix, ne- movie. Netflix has more original TV shows than Hulu does.
2: Mm-hmm. Hulu
0: mm-hmm. has most of your favorites that are either currently on there or used to be on the air. Like if you want to watch Laverne mm-hmm. and Shirley and Happy Days and Family Matters, you mm-hmm. go to Hulu. If you want okay. to watch new stuff like um, Sabrina and Sex Education and Carmen San Diego, you go to Hulu. Oh, you go to Netflix, Hulu Netflix. They have what Runaways? and what else is on Hulu that's popular? so that's a Hulu original show.
2: And they have that that um, the show with uh, ladies of the night back in the turn of the century with Har- Harlot, Harlot.
0: Yeah. hmm And the Handmaid's Tale. And he- okay. Yeah. yeah. Handmaiden's Tale. That that alone can.
2: Is that on
3: that,
0: Hulu or Amazon? That's no,
3: I, no
2: that's, that's Hulu. Hulu.
3: That's okay, Hulu. okay, okay. That alone okay. can draw in everybody because that mm-hmm. because people talk about that as if it's like the the, the second coming. <laughs> so yeah, that alone can pull in numbers. I mean us. and
1: Hulu might be getting an, an, an X-Men film, so
0: shit. Oh that shit. So the oh, that, that the rumor is that the um new mutants movie is still in bad shape and they might instead of putting it in the theater. This is all a rumor, they play put it on Hulu. I don't know if they'll do that. I I would assume they would try to sell it first on digital just to make some money off of it, because that's that's a big chunk of mu- money to just absorb like that. Mm-hmm. But I think
1: mm-hmm. they but the thing is the having it on your your like streaming service and probably getting people more people to subscribe in numbers from you know i think i don't know
0: out of curiosity yeah yeah the funny thing is that I, my understanding is that the first version of the movie was just fine but then the studio did thought it was too dark or some mess like that and Tried to reshoot or they wanted to be more of a pure horror. Like it, whatever they did first was apparently fine and then they just kept fucking with it. Why not go back to how you had it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't know. And also I don't you know how I feel about these comic book websites sometimes when they get the rumors and stuff going. Yeah. Like um, but we'll see. They had to do something with it, they paid yeah. out them actors. <laughs> Or maybe they'll sit on it. It won't be the first movie that a studio has sat on and just not released.
2: Hey, guys, something uh-huh. just occurred to me. Just like the drive-in movies have now become truly a thing of the past and and would be considered vintage. Like, you have to kind of know where they are, and it's like a something throwback to do. Yeah. 20 years from now, let's throw it all the way out there. Do you think that uh, theater viewing will be something like that? It's not the norm? you stream your movies. You pay for your like like movie premieres or whatever, a movie premieres on a Friday. But instead of you go leaving your home to go to a theater to see it, there would be some sort of, I don't know, something where you would pay your money and you'd get that movie streamed to your device.
3: So the problem with that, I think, is the fact that just like how Netflix has a ton of users who are who um, share share their account passwords with oh, plenty of people? Yeah. You're going to run mm-hmm. into that problem too. We see the 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 good thing about theaters is every butt that's in a seat pays mm-hmm. a certain
0: amount of money, Allegedly. guaranteed.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But except I, for the people who movie hop, right. right? I feel right. like what will happen is that is what's happening now. That mm-hmm. more you'll go to this movies more to see. Big movies, rather than the small, like small movies, are, have been starting to be squeezed out over the last five years. I think that squeeze is going to continue to the point where everything in the theater will be a tentpole. And what, what's 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 a big movie like? What what?
2: Give me a big like, movie that's already screened, like, like a Black
0: Panther, like Black uh, Panther, Infinity War, okay, um, Aquaman, like like basically things like oh, I forgot to talk about standing. I was talking about it in Oscar stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Stan and Ollie wouldn't be in the theater. Um P- Escape Room wouldn't be in the theater. Um okay. The Upside wouldn't be in a the theater. That A Dog's mm-hmm. Way Home wouldn't be in a the theater. Those would all be on mm-hmm. streaming someplace. Glass would probably be in a the theater because it's like an event film, basically. It'd be it'd be mm-hmm. all event films mm-hmm. and expensive movies, basically. And then maybe your indie stuff during awards season.
2: That I, I, I that sounds that makes a whole lot of sense, and the only downside I see to that is because it, in that model, the tickets would be ridiculous price. They already kind of are. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not if you're not showing a um, dog's home or the the smaller movies, escape room, right. then the movies movie. that you do show, it's like okay, this is like a night out for real, for real. Like yep. we going to the movies is just as big as us going out to dinner, like.
0: It's a Shade big, Josephine's.
2: Yeah, it's a big deal. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah, just a thought. Just a thought.
0: Okay. Let's go ahead on to award season talk. But before we do that, I forgot to mention that I did go to the movie theater to see a small little regular movie. I went to go see Stan and Ollie on Friday. I, so I, I had a terrible week at work. Um, and so Friday, I, I needed like a brain like something that I do, maybe happy, and mm-hmm. Stan and Ollie have finally come out, so I went to go see that. Um, so, Stan and Ollie is a what? Well, a new thing they're doing with biopics, where they're not like um, birth to death stories anymore. They just concentrate on one part of a person's life instead. So, this is a movie about Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, the famous comedy duo from the nineteen twenties, thirties, and forties. It takes place in 1953 after their career is almost over. They're on tour in um, the U the UK trying to stage a comeback. And it sort of kind of has flashbacks to some of their like, you know, like the height of their career and sort of kind of the places where their working relationship and their friendship almost went off the rails. But for the most part, it's sort of a story of two people, two very different people who have worked together for so long. And even though neither of them really realized it, they've actually have become friends, the friends they play in the movies. Um, so I did try to show Ali Lauren Hardy's most celebrated film, The Music Box, where they're carrying the piano up the stairs. He hated every second of it. <laughs> um, Coffee, Light, Sweet. Are you familiar with Lauren Hardy?
2: I am, but I'm. I'm not like a a fan of them. I know who they are.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and I I don't understand the humor though. I I
0: I don't I don't get it. He, Ali is making. See, I told you. Co- Coffee
3: Land oh. sweet. I'm making the I'm making the Spike Lee GIF where he's on the side on the courtyard side on a basketball game in his or orange his arms
0: folded in his orange. Yeah,
3: where he's just like <laughs> the bomber yeah. Spike because I I yeah. just because I so i
0: i explained to brandon about the comedy explained to me why lauren hardy aren't funny go ahead i'm
3: i told brandon what what is funny to me and lauren hardy lauren hardy are not what is funny for me my particular brand of what i think is funny isn't that very thing and brandon i would i would definitely apologize in advance if it didn't come off that way i am not saying that they are terrible i'm saying that for what i like this is not funny to me it was it's
0: they it's do a, they do slapstick they do silent movie slapstick yeah. even when they moved into sound movies they still did silent movie gags they just instead of having a talking text a uh, uh, you know a, a printed text title they they read a line of two of dialogue between each other. but for the most part their movies are about Physical gags, slapstick, props that did funny things, that sort of stuff like that. And Stan Laurel, you know, scratching his head and crying, Oliver Hardy looking at the camera being like, this fool, you know, and being and being like, well, this is another nice mess you've gotten me into. <clears throat> yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And
3: my brand of comedy is not
0: slapstick. I, I am not somebody who's- You like dialogue comedy, which hadn't been invented yet when they were famous. Yeah. They just had they just had learned how to turn on the sound and record their voices. Yeah. yeah so that's, well, I that's have
2: me. a very a very basic question. Which one is Laurel and which one is Hardy? Well, the the skinny one is who?
0: Skinny one is Laurel. Fat one is Hardy. Okay. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stan Laurel is from um, England. Oliver mm-hmm. Hardy is from Harlem, Georgia, which is twenty minutes away from Augusta.
4: Mm -hmm. So
0: Ali, that's another famous person from Augusta, Georgia, Oliver Hardy I just kind (laughs)
3: of I think that place is fictional
0: Yes, Ken Mm -hmm. I just told Ali two days ago that Kari Payton, the voice of a lot of the black characters on the DC shows Is from Augusta, he didn't know I didn't know Yeah Ken,
3: Ken, you Mm -hmm. you gotta admit Isn't that weird, Ken How's, how are all these these people coming from that one place? You gonna find that somebody's going on over there? I personally think that it's a fictional place. What, like the Wakanda? The magical land of Augusta. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel like as if someone's lying here. Someone's not telling the truth. Brandon
1: comes from a surf just outside the drawbridge of Martinez.
0: Like. Jesus. Ken, um I, I'm assuming you mostly know Lauren Hardy from me, from anything that I've said. What, what, have you had any experience with them otherwise at all? Well, I mean, I've seen stuff here and there as a kid, but not really. Okay. But yeah, so Stan Ollie is a very good movie. Like, I would give it a A minus. It's really good. It's entertaining. Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Became Laurel and Hardy, both like the on-screen characters and like who they actually were in real life. Because you know, in the in their movies, Laurel was the dumb one who was sort of kind of childlike. Hardy was the not smart but slightly smarter one who miss up the leader. In real life, it was reversed. Stan Laurel wrote most of the material. He directed the directors of their movies. And he sort of kind of was the one who fought for, like, their contracts and stuff. Oliver Hardy did his job, showed up. When it was done, he went to the golf course. And so the movie sort of kind of deals with showing them in their regular lives and sort of kind of what's—how decades of them working together has both strengthened and sort of kind of strained them, their personal relationship. And it's really Mm -hmm. good um. Who are the actresses who play their wives? Uh, Sheila, Shirley Henderson plays Albert Hardy's wife, Lucille, and um, Nina er, um, Arianda plays uh, Laurel's wife, Ida, and they sort of kind of teamed them up, too, in the movie, the sort of kind of like... As they're trying to like debate whether or not their husbands need to should stay together as a team, they're sort of kind of like wrote them as sort of kind of like a jokey duo as well, which was really okay. well done and fun. Uh, it's playing in limited release around mm-hmm. the country right now. It just came out Friday in America. It, it was the number one movie over in the UK where Lauren Hardy are still like pretty popular over hmm. here. Not so much. Um, Brandon, question. Yes.
2: Question, something just popped into my, my brain. Do you know the the show The Honeymooners with Jackie Gleason yeah, and um
0: and Art Carney?
2: Is that a take on Laurel Hardy? Because as you're talking
0: sort of.
2: Because Ralph Cramden is the Hardy, the the big the big round one. Yeah. yeah. And 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 what's his name? Art Carney Edward was the spinning
0: one. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, Ed Norton.
2: And, and and Ed Norton is kind of not slower, but he just has a laid back kind of and and Jackie Gleason is like, you know, kind of wound up.
0: Right. Yeah. Was
2: that like a spin on that whole Laurel Hardy model? I just,
0: I, I think, I think you can say so. I don't know if anybody's okay. ever verified it, but it's, it's kind of clear that they were definitely influenced by Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. But yeah, I should also report I was one of four people in the theater when I saw it opening night. Um, I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, four
2: people in the whole theater. Yeah. Okay, and
0: I was the only person who was both not white and under the age of about fifty-five. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but hey. Lim-
2: limited release, you say?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, because they put it out in December in New York and LA to try to compete for awards. John C. Riley got nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor. But other than that, it hasn't gotten any awards attention at all. It's not nominated for any Oscars, unfortunately. But I mean, I thought it was very well done. I want people. I'm sure it'll be on Netflix or something like that in like a mm-hmm. about three or four months' time. And I would love people just to see it. It's a very good movie, even if you don't know who Lauren Hardy are. It's a very good movie about friend, but the power of friendship. Okay. You know, which another movie we'll get to later on today. We'll be discussing which didn't I didn't like that much or as much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the. 90 The nominations for the 91st Academy Awards were uh read early Wednesday morning by Kumar Nanjiani and Tracy Ellis Ross. And there are a lot of surprises in the list and a lot of snubs mm. that are not on the list.
4: Mm-hmm. We'll go through
0: each category and sort of kind of discuss it and break it all down. Um, best picture nominees are. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Hmm. Notably missing is If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. Definitely, yes. True. Yep.
2: You can only have one. Well, actually, there are two, Black Panther and Black Klansman. Maybe Bill Street would have been too much.
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're counting Green Book.
2: Green Book's. Sorry about that, Green
0: Book. So that's three. Yeah. So people are surprised, quote unquote, that Black Panther was nominated. And they're also, because, like, how is Black Panther nominated? But Ryan Coogler wasn't nominated for Best Director. The answer basically is that the whole academy votes for Best Picture, but only the directors vote for Best Director. Is that so? Yes. So you have a more diverse voting block for Best Picture. It's the only award that everybody votes for. Otherwise, you're voted for by a committee of your peers. Actors vote for actors, directors for directors, uh, you know, songwriters for songs, and so forth.
2: So his own crew, his own director, peer-to-peer group, didn't think him worthy of a nomination for,
0: okay. Yep, because they're probably a whole bunch of um, prejudiced older white men in now uh, interesting branch, I'm certain. Interesting. Also, I don't think they nominated any women directors at all. No, they didn't. So, Black Panther, though, is the first superhero film to be nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I'm certain sure it's not going to win, even though people are freaking out. So, like, oh, it's just political. They just did it to appease the politically correct crowd and things like that. What if they just actually liked it a whole lot? Is that possible? Yeah. I mean, people nominated the motherfucking help for Best Picture. That movie is fucking terrible. It's offensive and racist and stupid. Crash won Best Picture of two thousand and six or five, whichever True. year it was, and that people have always said for decades that movie was awful.
2: There's some strong contenders for Best Picture right. in this group.
0: Uh, yeah, strong. The so. front runner apparently is Green Book because Green Book won the Producers Guild of America Award last week. So let's talk about Green Book really quickly. Um, so before this, Kim was the only person on the show who had seen it. I saw it today, like before right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the kind of movie that would have definitely have swept the Oscars 10 years ago. And I guess because the voting block hasn't changed as much as we wanted it to, is trying to sweep again now. It is a very tone deaf sort of wants to be cute story about a racist Italian white man named Nick Vallonega of, a, of a,
2: Nick a, who? excuse me Nick what?
0: Valo what's the, what's the man what's that man's name Valador let's look it up let's look it up they call him Tommy Lip um, but he works at the Copacabana and the Copacabana is being uh, renovated for two months so he needs a new job Valolonga yeah, Vallelonga. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tony Vallelonga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he ends up taking a job as the personal assistant and driver for Dr. Donald Shirley, played by Mahershala Ali, who's this you know rich uh, concert pianist as um, the leader of the Don Shirley Trio, who lives in a penthouse above Carnegie Hall and wears um, flowing robes and sits on a throne.
1: Really. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And so the idea is his that his own
1: mini wakanda.
0: Yeah. And so the idea is that Don Shirley has uh, booked a tour through the Midwest and the South, his first ever, and he needs somebody to drive him through like the you know, like that area and mm-hmm. to take care of any situations that might arise.
2: And what year is this? Nineteen
0: sixty-two. Oh boy. And so the movie is called Green Book because the before they leave um, the record label gives a Tony Lib a copy of the Green Book, The Negro Motorist Guide from back then, that sort of kind of showed you the safe places where a black person could stay if they were mm-hmm. traveling. Mm-hmm. And he has to use that in the book places for Dr. Shirley as they're traveling through the countryside. And basically what it turns into is a road dramedy where they're sort of kind of talking about life and things and black being black and being white. Dr. Shirley is very uptight, very, like, clipped. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't been discussed more, but he, but he's gay, and the movie deals with, like, an episode where he gets, like, arrested for, uh, what did they used to call it back then, buggery? Who, who, who is gay? Dr. Dr. Shirley? Shirley. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and Mahershala plays the part in a gay scent. I'm not sure if that's actually how he sounded. Maybe it was, but I was, as soon as he came to the screen, I was like, Wow. <laughs> I have Don Shirley. You must be Tony Vallalonga. I was like, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the thing is he I don't know. I don't know whatever. What what it sort of kinda of turns into is that uh Tony Lip show uh, introduces Dr. Shirley to black things like fried chicken and little Richard, while Dr. Shirley introduces Tony Lip to white things like proper English grammar and uh, and not and not being violent.
2: Wow. I think
1: you <laughs> Brandon,
0: I think that's a little
1: unfair comparison there. Even though like you've 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 kind of reduced a bit of the movie to those kinds of things. I see what you're saying. Like like some of the it's like a play on the stereotypes of what you would expect in these situations. But You kind of reduced it. You, you, I think I did.
0: But, like it, it's. It showed that those parts so jumped out at me that I was like, they of must have. They like they must have really thought they was doing something when they wrote this shit. <laughs> That's literally what I thought because it was like, like I never had fried chicken before. Yeah. Oh no! Like, take the chicken! Take the chicken! Take the chicken! Wait! Wait! Wait!
2: So, wait! Wait! Who's saying? Who is saying? Who, Doctor, what
0: to whom? Doctor Don Shirley. During the car, um, right. Tony Lip has just stopped the KFC and gotten a bucket. He's eating it okay. himself. Doctor Shirley says, "I've never had fried chicken before." And Tony Lip starts dangling a, a drumstick in the back seat. Come on, take it, eat it. He's like, oh, "How geez. am I supposed to eat this? There's no utensils. Where is there? is there a plate? you have? Just eat it. I don't want to get grease on my blanket." But he eventually eats the chicken, and it's like you know this white man teaches the black man how to eat fried chicken, and then the joke later on it pays off in the fact that, and during one of their stops in the South, uh, they have the, they're playing for like in Kentucky for like this all uh, these rich white folks, and the white people ask their help what uh, Doctor Shirley should have when he gets there, and of course they they bring out homemade fried chicken, and Doctor Shirley cuts his eyes at Tony Lip. Tony Lip does this. See, this is what y'all eat, face. And they eat the food.
2: I see.
0: <laughs> now, Ken, okay. Ken saw this movie a long time ago before Shadow Act decided they wanted to kill it dead. And I feel like, I feel like I'm destroying his darling because he really enjoyed it.
1: I, did, I mean, <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it was. But you are, like, picking out all the, like, the little, like, you're taking, like, these scenes, like, out of the full context of the movie. Like I get the I get the hate for the movie now. I I mean I'm not going to sit here and say this. It's not it may have problems. I'm not going to say that, but you 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 are enjoying
0: the problematic bits like a bit much. But the, it, there was so... like I see what people I, I see why people like it and why they don't. Like I was yeah. saying before we start recording, I see it the same way people saw Nate Parker's Birth of a Nation like, I can understand the criticisms and the praise for it, because Mm -hmm. the performances in the movie are great. Uh, Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali, they're great in their parts, like, and, like, the whole thing's about them, you know, Solving racism through the power of friendship, you know, because Tony Lip is a racist. Um, two black men come to fix his floor in his kitchen. And, and the wife, played by Lena Cardinelli, who should be a movie star, what happened to her? She gives them lemonade to drink. And Tony Lip throws the glasses away because he doesn't want to, uh, even after washing the dishes, doesn't want to drink behind two colored men. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they call them eggplants and moolies and stuff because they're, you know, often Italian. Um, which backfires once because Don Shirley can speak multiple languages and so he's overhearing the shit. Um, and like they get into a whole lot of situations as they travel through the South. But the thing is that it's a racist seeing other racists be racist and I, the idea is that he realizes that he has to learn how to be better by seeing an actual black person going through all of this mess even though he's extremely talented extremely well cultured and everything. More cultured, mm-hmm. multiple times over than he is. Mm-hmm. Like he basically teaches this white man how to read and write. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the movie is photographed very well; it looks beautiful. But it's just like I can't shake like the feeling of some of it, like how it sort of kind of feel like it feels like it's written in a white vacuum. Like, it really does. Like, the help is not—it's not as bad as the help, but it feels of a piece in that sort of kind of that narrow scope of this is how we address racism for a white audience. It's not a bad movie, but mm -hmm. your mileage will definitely, like, vary with it. Mm -hmm.
2: So what was the—not backlash, but what was the pushback from the—what was not accurate that was portrayed in the movie—
0: well, so there's a lot going on with why people don't like the movie. Like, mm-hmm. so Shadow Act did an early review of it and they gave it an F. Cuz they they found the whole entire thing offensive, the whole entire thing undesirable, didn't see any artistic merit in the period, and they mm-hmm. set out this month long campaign to destroy Green Book and it's working. Um I I'm not saying that is is the right thing or the wrong thing to do. I'm just stating the facts. They set out to destroy the movie. But in a way that I have not seen a media outlet that's supposed to review movies really ever do. Maybe, I feel like they're doing this because they feel like it's important to stop these sorts of things from being made. I think that's why they're doing it. It's just I, I'm amazed at how much energy they dedicated to it. They went and interviewed the Shirley family. Because in the film, Dr. Shirley talks about how he's not quite... He's sort of estranged from his family in the sense that not like he's been banished or whatever, but just that he's been so busy, he Mm -hmm. hasn't kept in touch with them. He was divorced from his wife because he had tried to do the marriage thing, and then him and his wife got divorced. So he sort of kind of lives alone. You were married? Yeah, he was like, yeah, like um, that sort of thing. And I shocked. the family claims that that's all a pack of lies that— they were. He was never estranged from them. They were always close and things like that. Mm-hmm. I and this is the part where they cancel our pro, our podcast and, and and write us angry letters. I don't know if I believe them. What Ooh. What would it take for for you to believe them, Brandon? Because listen, I know, I know black people. Okay, I know black family. And I know how, like, how families like to keep secrets and present a different face to the public. Like, you know, keep things inside the, the house, inside, inside the family. Mm-hmm. Because the, the way they present how he was to his family isn't so far out of the ordinary for somebody who's just famous and always working all the time. It wasn't like he didn't like his family. It's just that he sort of kind of just drifted away from them because he was always busy. mm. Like, and I, like, and so they said the whole thing was a pack of lies, that he had definitely had fried chicken before. So maybe they invented that. But, like, and also I wondered if they were concerned about the fact that they actually presented the fact that this man was gay back in the 60s -hmm. and that sort of thing. I wonder, I do wonder how they felt about that. I haven't seen them actually address that part of it. And, Uh like I said, I know black people. I know old black people. I know old black people who sort of kind of have ties to the South and to the church and everything like that. And I mm-hmm. know how they still feel to this very day, this very second, about addressing their gay and lesbian and transgender and bisexual relations. Yeah, I'm just so, asking questions. I'm not saying that definitely. Yeah, that, yeah. that, yeah, that there's, mm-hmm. they're yeah. misrepresenting what happened. I just want to know yeah. how they feel about these things. And I, I hear want- what you- I, and I have questions. I'm not saying that they're wrong for what they're saying. They could be 500% right. I just want more detail is all I'm asking.
2: So my question to you, Brandon, is if we rewind the tape and the production crew and what have you go back to the family and, and got their blessing up top right at the beginning, what would the film look like?
0: I'm not sure because here's the thing The movie, one of the writers on the movie Is Nick Vallelonga, Tony Lip's son He wrote this about his father And his father's friend By interviewing the two of them And According to him, he says that Dr. Shirley said Do not ask anybody else I'm related to about me For like the purpose Of researching this part to write this movie And do not produce this film Until the both of us are dead Oh. So he they they both died in 2013, within months of each other. And that's when they sort of kind of started getting the ball rolling to get the movie made. Oh. So hmm. that puts a B in, like, sort of kind of like, they were never going to get the family's blessing because they never were going to seek it. And they probably told Herschel Ali not to, not to reach out because he says that the way they presented it, that the family he didn't think that Dr. Shirley's family was even much around anymore. That's the way he says they presented it to him. So I don't know because the plan all along was never to reach out to the family. And the movie isn't really about him anyway. Like People have been wondering why Mahershala Ali has been going out for Best Supporting Actor everywhere. is because he is the supporting actor. It is what they call like a two-hander where it is about these two characters, but they very clearly tell the story from Tony Lip's perspective, the movie is about him learning not to be racist.
2: But Vigo is not nominated in any of the categories, correct?
0: I think he's nominated for best actor. Let me double check. Let me pull up yeah. the like list.
2: Lead actor? Wait.
0: Yeah, he is the lead actor. He is. Mm-hmm. The, he is nominated. Oh, there he is, for, right, he is! Oscar. Yeah, I see him. I see him. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I
2: mean, even, hmm. this is may- this is complicated.
0: Yeah.
1: It makes sense that he would because he does have more screen time. Yeah. And the movie A movie lot movie more movie. screen time. Yeah. Um how do you feel about the thing about Dr. Shirley feeling like those things that he was alienated amongst his own people?
0: <sighs> I feel a weird way about that being presented in this movie, but it's not a thing that doesn't happen. Yeah. Is that a, a I feel like I had to sort of kind of go in the middle on that, but that's how I feel about, it. like, I I can definitely relate to that to some degree, but mm-hmm. in the context of this movie, I'm not sure how I feel about that being in this movie. <laughs> but, sure, like, it makes sense. But, like, he says it in the rain, though, it's sort of kind of a very Hollywood moment, and so I don't know how I feel about that presentation of it, really. Well, it's not when he was at the hotel, that's what got me. Because they didn't tell it as much as they showed it. Oh, yeah. So in one scene, he's staying at, you know, a black hotel and the black, the black, the dudes are like playing like horseshoes and they want another person. And he, he sort of waves them off and he's like off in the corner. Like he's always, whenever he's at a hotel, off in the corner, either, either drinking or smoking or just sitting with his blanket over his, um, over his knees. Just sort of kind of isolated from everybody.
2: That's kind of sad.
0: Yeah. And they, they right. intend for it the show. Like, he's, like, so... He's has so much success that, you know, he doesn't have anybody to share it with.
1: But I did, like, at the end of the movie, even though, like, it, it was supposed to be the... Like, they did a play on the cliche, all now we're friends now. Yeah. And he and it was still kind of like Dr. Sherry was like, I guess you all right. <laughs> I, like, you, you know, and even when Tony... Like, the one guy, one of Tony's friends was like, Trying to like call him another eggplant and tell him, like, just chill, dog, chill, chill, yeah. chill. chill. <laughs> like, so there are little things where it's like, it, I mean, it does have some of this, the basic setup of a lot of the films we've seen that deal with race. Yes. But it does try to deal with them in a slightly different way. It's, tra- it's it, what, what would Kelly from um, Insecure say? Growth. A little bit, a little bit, just a little bit of growth. It's right. just enough where I can be like, okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, and the other. Um, but
0: go ahead, go ahead. But
1: yeah, but you know, the whole Christmas thing. It's like I'm glad they didn't overplay. He's like, well, I guess they did invite me. I ain't got shit else to do.
0: I'm a <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know The other parts of the controversy are that the director is Peter Farley, who you might recognize that name because him and his brother, Bobby, used to direct all those gross-out comedies back in the day. Like, there's something something about Mary and movies like that. Back in those days, they used to have a joke about pulling their dicks out on the set. Especially on a movie like There's Something About Mary where they had a whole bunch of prop fake dicks anyway. They would would sort of kind of stand by the table, pull their dicks out, and put it with the props and that sort of thing.
2: And oh, that's that's very that's very attractive. Okay,
0: great. Yeah, and that came back in, you know, the Me Too climate. And also Nick Val Ball- uh, who, you know, Tony Lipson, who wrote the screenplay, um agreed with Trump about some about a racist conspiracy theory about Muslims, which it makes sense that this white man is a Republican who supports Donald Trump. And the idea that this man is racist against Muslims. Or, or prejudice against Muslims, Muslim be any race. And Mahershala Ali, your second billed actor, is a Muslim. Sure is. Became an issue. Wow. But that apparently hasn't stopped their momentum. I'm sure the word Stephen and Spielberg had a lot to do with that, since this is a DreamWorks movie. Um, they are nominated for how many awards? Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor. Best original screenplay, and is there anything else? That's enough. Um,
2: One quick yeah, question about four. the movie, Brandon. Best. Do they ever talk about what the Green Book is in the movie, like what it actually is? The Green Book.
0: They half a scene. Half a scene. Like oh. they literally could have called this movie Tony and Doc, and. Yeah avoided that controversy. because I remember Reagan Gomez was on Twitter. Why did they name it Green Book? Because it's not actually about the Green Book. It is not. Green Book is just a cute title for it because they use the Green Book in their travels. hmm And now okay.
3: this is going to be very confusing when they do actually come out with a movie about the Green Book.
0: Which somebody has already made and just haven't gotten released for it yet. Yeah. Like a documentary about the Green Book.
1: hmm Which… I hate to say it, but this movie, the publicity behind this movie would help that documentary. It would. Um, as far as the Farley brothers thing, you know, pulling your your manhood out, I don't like I you know, like you say, in today's climate it's different. It was a different time. I mean, it still were probably it wasn't cute then. But I don't know. It's like what were like did somebody come through come out and say they were offended by this, or is that they
0: I just think- found they found Cameron Diaz talking about it from back then and brought that out because you know it's Oscar season, so the smear mm-hmm. campaigns are in full effect. Yeah, that's true, but
1: yeah, can't. Um, unless she complained about it or said, like, you know, uh, like I felt threatened, then you know, I want to know the context. That's all,
0: right? But yeah, so let's see the other nominees, um, the other categories, um, best lead actor. We already said Vigo Mortensen for Green Book, uh, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is boy. Just want to take another look at you. Uh, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, and Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Which also, Bohemian Rhapsody being nominated for Best Picture was a shock to me, because they're at like, what, 61% of Rotten Tomatoes? People don't like that movie. Though at mm. least the critics don't. But they they made it all the way up there. Hey, um, Best Lead Actress, Yalitza Aparicio for Roma. Roma also is the first Netflix film nom- nominated for Best Picture and the first mm. film produced by a Mexican woman nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Colman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star's Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me. Best Supporting Actor, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. They didn't nominate John David Washington, but they had nominated Adam Driver. Uh, Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam, Sam Rockwell for Vice. Best Supporting Actress, Amy Adams for Vice, Marina Del Tavira for Roma, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weisz for The Favorite.
4: Mm.
0: Best Director, Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Spike Lee has directed 900 million movies. This is his first time being nominated for Best Director ever.
1: Shout out to Kim Basinger.
0: Yep, because he called them out when they didn't nominate Do the Right Thing for Shit, but Best mm-hmm. Original Screenplay. And I think yep. Best Sounder. There's another count. Best Supporting Actor for um, The White Man That Played Sal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Powell Palikowski for Cold War Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite Alfonso Quiron for Roma and Adam McKay for Vice Best Animated Feature Incredibles 2 Brad Bur- by Brad Bird Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson Miari by Mamaru Hosoda Ralph breaks the Internet by Rich Moore and Phil Johnston, and Spider-Man into the Spider Verse by Bob, Christ, Bob Persichetti, Bob Persichetti, Peter Ramsey, who was a black man, first black man nominated for directing a best animated feature um, contender, and Rodney Rothman. Somebody is highlighted in the um in the rundown. Why is it highlighted? Who did? Who, who, is because it it's awesome and you wanted to win.
2: That's me. That was me. (laughs) Uh,
0: That was me. Best animated short, we'll skip, because none of it is relevant. Um, Unfortunately, you know, that category is just for, like, it's not relevant to our show. Um, If you made a contender, it's an awesome uh, achievement, but I don't recognize any of these um, films this year, unfortunately. That's what I mean. Uh, Best adapted screenplay, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs by the Coen Brothers. Black Mm -hmm. Klansmen. By Charlie Wachell, David Rabinowitz, who wrote the original version, two uh, white guys. And then Kevin Wilmot and Spike Lee, who are two black guys, who wrote the version they made. Can You Ever Forgive Me by Nicole Holofsener and Jeff Witte. If Beale Street Could Talk by Barry Jenkins. And A Star Is Born by Eric Roth, Bradley Cooper, and Will Fetters. Mm -hmm. Best Original Screenplay, The Favorite. First Reformed Green Book by Nick Vallinega, Brian Curry, and Peter Farley.
1: Valla <laughs>
0: Val Vallalonga. Valla I keep saying Valenega.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who's mm-hmm. Valenega? Mm-hmm. Um Roma by Fausto Curall and Vice by Adam McKay. Best cinematography, Code War, the favorite, never look away, Roma and a Star Is Born by Matthew Libetock. They let him out of jail. He got arrested for punching the cop over in um Europe someplace. Uh. Yeah. Um, Best documentary feature, Free Solo, Hail County This Morning, This Evening, Mining the Gap of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. Best documentary short, we will skip. Best live action short film, we will skip. Best foreign language film, um, Capernaum, Cold War, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. Uh Film editing, Black Klansmen, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, The Favorite, advice. Best Sound Editing, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. Best Sound Mixing, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. For those who ask, because I get this question sometimes from people. Sound editing is the creation of sound effects. Sound mixing is the mixing of the sound for the film. Best production design, Black Panther. Hannah Beechler is the first Black person and the first Black woman to be nominated for this category. She basically designed what Wakanda looks like in the movie. First man, the favorite, Mary Poppins returns. A design by John Meyer, who also was nominated for designing Dreamgirls and Gordon Sim and Roma. Best original score, Black Klansman by Terrence Blanchard. Black Panther by Ludwig Goranson, If Beale Street Could Talk by Nicholas Britell, Isle of Dogs by Alejandro Desplat, and Mary Poppins Returns by Mark Scheinman and Scott Whitman. Okay, I have questions. Questions. So, y'all remember when Alan Minky used to win his award every year back in the 90s for Disney movies? Like uh-huh. every year, Best Original Score would go to Aladdin or The Lion King. Well, he didn't do like it. King. b and Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, so forth. There was a point where people got jealous and they implemented what was called the Alan Meakin Rule. Where if your score was 50% or more of just rearrangements of the songs in an original musical, they would not nominate you. The score for Mary Poppins Returns is got to be 50% rearrangements of the songs in that movie and the songs from the first movie. What? You saw You were right there. You didn't hear them playing long. The, if you read da, 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 And the spoonful of Sugar. They, they blended it into the score. It's all in there. The songs from the first movie and the songs from the, from the movie they just made. Okay. And then there's original pieces too, but there's a lot no of it... That
3: was, but that was, there was no way that was 50% or
0: more. Okay. Well, I they feel the same way. That kind
3: of so. be 50% or more. No way.
0: Yeah. I also want to know why Scott Whitman is nominated. He's the lyrics. Every day. Who writes the song, who writes the lyrics for the songs. He's not, he didn't write the score. I don't know. Maybe Mark wants his ex boyfriend to win an Oscar with him. I don't know how that's working. Okay. Um, can you imagine that if you break up with somebody and y'all still work together? Um, Oh, that's the original song. Uh, all the Stars from Black Panther by Kidget Lamar and SZA. I'll Fight from RBG by Diane Warren performed by Jennifer Hudson. Oh, Lord. Uh, the Place Where the Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns by Mark Shyman and Scott Whitman performed by Emily Blunt. Shallow from A Star Is Born um, by Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson. Three other people. Somebody ain't getting that award. Performed by Lady Gaga and um, Bradley Cooper. They only give out three trophies for best song. So somebody's getting cut. Mm -hmm. And when a cowboy traces Spurs for Wings from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs by David Rawlings and Gillian Welch. Uh, So in order to shorten the broadcast this year, the rumor is that they're only performing two of these songs, Shallow and All the Stars. That's silly. Which... So y'all turning down here Jennifer Hudson um, sing and hearing um, Mary Poppins sing? Is that My what we're thing doing?
1: Is you're you're gonna cut down the show by taking away some of the more entertaining parts. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's what they say. Um, like best, you
1: know, you know what we're here for, right?
0: Right. <laughs> best makeup and hair. Border Mary Queen of Scots and Vice. Best costume design: The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther by Ruth E. Carter. I think this is her third nomination. The favorite Mary Poppins Returns and Mary Queen uh, of Scots.
2: Mixed Best Visual mixed Effects feelings.
0: Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh. So, how do we feel about these nominations? <laughs>
1: I, I feel weird like talking about them because we went through all of them at one time.
0: So well, like like it, clearly Black Panther and the favorite and um Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book are sort of kind of like the ones who are leading as number of nominations.
3: Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. If if
0: best animated feature um
3: movie isn't won by Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, then I'll know I'll know who is who, I will know. Who exactly is is the are the judges in um for that category? The Disney
0: folks, you mean?
3: Yeah. I'll know who's because because nothing that Disney did this year was pushing the boundaries of of animation. Right? Right. I yes, we yes, Incredibles was fine, but it was basically a rehash of Incredibles, the first one.
0: Ralph Breaks so, the Internet was fun, but it wasn't it wasn't what Spider-Man was.
3: Right, exactly. It wasn't what Spider-Man was at all. Spider-Man actually pushed It it did something different with this type of, with this medium, right? Mm -hmm. And you got a full experience when you went out there to the theater, right? It's not, it wasn't just about, hey, let's recreate um, human beings, but we'll throw a CGI skin on them and have them do things. Watching Incredibles 2 was basically just like watching a live action um, movie, except the people were CGI animated. And that's, that's, Nowadays, no, it is. no it's, 20, it's 2018, 2019. That shouldn't just be enough to win an award like that. You need to do more. I want more. Chill, Ariel. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, um, that's how I feel about the, at, least the, at least the animated. Costume design better go to
0: Black Panther. Come on. Seriously. What does she have to do more? She turned Mbaku from a racist caricature into um, everybody's daddy. What does she have to do? And she—this is not only this is
3: not the only movie that she's done costume design for.
0: Yep. Sure the fuck I ain't.
3: So just give it to her, and so we can continue on it for our lives, feeling
0: validated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ali. Shit,
0: Spike. Right, also, <laughs> I feel like they're gonna give Spike best director. I feel like. They realize that he's been way overdue. It's gonna be one of those make so. up Oscars. I yeah. really hope so. Also, but but, yeah, but, his, but Spike, the... I won't
1: say his worst film, but where I mean, because Black Klansman was a good movie, but not for his best film. Right,
0: but, it's not his best uh, film, they, but it's, it's his best film in like a decade at least. But I don't like the
3: idea of it being a being a gimme award. That's
0: what they do though. Sometimes that's I how, don't that's like how, that. That's how Denzel won his for training. It day. doesn't make me feel he, good he, because he,
3: I want Spike to win an award, but I don't want it to be well. We've been we've been shafted him for years. That's how Let's the white just give How do you to think uh,
0: what's his face? Uh, DiCaprio finally got his. They shafted him for years and then he finally he fought a bear, a real bear. <laughs> and he gave it to I don't yeah. know if the like, was real or not, but it looked DiCaprio
1: real. <laughs> did every DiCaprio let himself go through a frat hazing
0: to get that Oscar. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Remember the online Facebook game somebody made where he was like was like a it's like a platform where you had to do Leonardo DiCaprio chasing an Oscar through the awards. Ceremony. People ain't shit.
1: Thanks. The Meanwhile, Will Smith just said, "Fuck it."
3: Yeah, he gave up. Yeah, that, that, and honestly, but I don't, but I don't like the idea of. Wait, a,
1: Jada didn't. So
3: I don't like the idea of of an award where it's just like ah
0: fine, let's just give it to him. Yeah, he's been in I the game fully for a understand, while. But, I don't like that at all. But at the end of the day, at least you got more.
2: Yeah, it's it just. How do you think? How do you think the awards ceremony itself is going to be? Since we don't have a host, that should be fun.
0: It'll be short and chaotic because the whole the whole the reason why you have a host is to improvise when shit goes wrong backstage, and you can clear out and make room and stuff. And that's why Ellen was serving people pizza and shit. Cause something clearly had gone wrong and she needed to stall for time. Uh and so like So just don't show so just don't cut the feet on it. Yeah, there'd, you there'd got you got airtime. Yeah,
1: just yeah, more commercials. <laughs> there you go. No, you can't
0: you gotta entertain the people. You do. We know some shit'll go along they have 10 minutes of commercials, be like the 91st Academy Awards will be right back. Not mm-hmm. <laughs> new Tight with Bleach <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you have Allstate?
2: <laughs> who's they have to have a plan. There's got to be some kind of plan in place because there's nobody to tap dance when, when stuff goes left. So the boys, who's show who's the audience. Can't show the audience. Not really. I oh, think the last
0: time they didn't have a host was 1989.
2: That's Rob Lowe, right? Singing.
0: Yeah, with Snow White. I, so I, what I understand is they're trying to get the Avengers to show up, like not just the Black Panther people who are nominated, but you know Robert Downey Jr. and, and Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland, and all of them, and sort of kind
1: You of know what would be what uh,
0: would, would set it off? If they just had let like, the cast of Black Panther
1: host the Oscars, and just do a bunch of stuff based on that, you know, Black people would show up on mass to watch the Oscars just for that. sure the fuck would. This is like, true. Like if they just wrote it around it, the uh, you know, you know, Wakanda forever or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just like you know, do a folk coming to America um, opener with the dance scene from when the um, um, uh, has some um.
0: She's your queen to be. Is this your king? <laughs> with Michael you know? B.
2: Jordan, is this yeah. your king? Is this oh, your king? He can
0: throw a fake Oscar off a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your Oscar? Is this your Oscar? Is that the show title? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I kind of like Send Andy to Flint.
0: (laughs) 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 I don't know if people get that.
2: Oh, we got it.
0: (laughs) I mean... You meant sent and Andy to flip, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know.
2: Well, I <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stephanie's just so like, I don't know. Because, you know it's not like Stephanie going to say, you know what? I'm tired. I'm
2: tired. No, not 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 that, guys. It's just that, <laughs> it's just that I just want the Oscar... The, Black Panther is showing up in in record numbers in terms of nominations, but we don't have a host. It's like we can never have a situation where the the ground is level and then we're at
0: the table. Right. When Moonlight won, they almost gave the award to the white folks. Uh
2: So now we're here, but there's a possible... Well, we don't know what the presentation is going to be like that night, but if there's no host, then it's got to be much tighter. And uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: The don't Oscars know. gonna go off like the fire festival. <laughs> oh.
0: Jesus. Okay. And with that, so um, nice. let's wrap. <laughs> I Oscars, Oscars, so fire. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> Hashtag
0: the Oscars. <laughs> there reset. you go. Fire.
2: Well, let me mute because here come the.
0: <laughs> oh no. Oh the um the, the um. So do y'all listen to Jaden D podcast? Mm-hmm. So they've determined that um fire trucks and ambulances as they ride by are say
4: Bo Kim Kim
2: Woodbine,
0: And that that kills me every time they do it. Bo Kim? Bo Kim Woodbine. Oh.
2: Now see you've messed me up for life, Brandon. Why? <laughs> I am destroyed now <laughs> every time I hear an ambulance, I'm gonna go, that Brandon. Brandon! Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right. So Thank you, sir. <laughs> no problem. Um, I didn't have an SSN challenge written down, but um Taraji, stop it. <laughs> She went on her Instagram trying to talk about, So I searched from Mute R. Kelly and saw all these people commenting. Then I searched Mute Weinstein or Mute Harvey Weinstein,
1: and I hardly saw anything. What's up with that?
0: Her implication being that there was more pressure being put on R. Kelly than it was on Harvey Weinstein, a man who they fired from his own corporation with his name on it, who has currently um, been indicted by New York state and is going through trial about to go through trial in a the short order of a couple of months and everything. And also, why in the fuck would you mute Harvey Weinstein? He doesn't sink. Mm-hmm. He also is somebody who consumers barely knew until he came out that he was a serial rapist. Like, no, not but, yeah. Siri. Sorry. It, it Siri thought I was talking about her. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: All <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say is. And she's in, in industry. She should be smart enough to get this context. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah,
0: she should. And so she had to but, go on her Twitter and talk about,
1: I just want y'all to know R. Kelly is it, wrong and should be canceled. Kissy, kissy, kissy. You know. So it's like she became. she's become auntie for real.
0: Yes, yeah, she has. And she got a whole movie coming out in a week and a half, which with is ran ring-
1: with Erica Badu. With
0: Erica Badu, who's caping for R. Kelly. Like 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 her name is Mary Marvel. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, mm. I don't get it. And then she t- talked about she told Dream Hampton that she never worked with R. K. doesn't know him personally. Then why are you caping so hard for him? Let him to the wolves. Let him go, whatever happens, happens to him. She's loved him. Like, I don't know.
1: Even she's probably mad when she introduced him at the um uh Soul Train Awards a few years ago, talking yeah. about
0: he's done so much for the black. She says that was a joke based on Dolomite. Have you seen Dolomite? I've never seen Dolomite. I haven't. Was that really a joke? I don't know. I mean, I
1: get I get that it was a joke, but really. Right. I mean, you know, part of saying somebody's done so much for the blacks, but right. still.
0: Hey, that movie, that movie is rated R, y'all. I was shocked. I'm still shocked. What men want. Rated R. Like, what kind of foolishness are they they about to get into? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and as we close, we do want to say rest in peace to two people who passed away since last time we recorded. Uh, Carol Channing, you know, entertainer mm-hmm. of stage and television, um, who found out when she was a teenager that her daddy was a um, light-skinned black man from what city, Ali? Say it. Augusta. Good job. Um, And so Carol Channing is part black, and I think she put it in her book. She never really like. She didn't. It wasn't like a thing that people found out when she. I think people found out when she died, but she told us a long time ago. Mm -hmm.
2: There was always talk in the community about that.
0: Ah. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at her, you know, like you know, Mm -hmm. she got the look. She's Um, got the look Yep. good job (laughs) I've been around you way too long (laughs) Yeah, she was 97 years old Bless her heart Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody who unfortunately Passed away a lot younger Was Kevin Barnett Who was a comedian And the co-creator of uh, Little Rail's sitcom Rail On uh, Fox He was on vacation in Mexico And he unfortunately Passed away from pancreatitis
1: Oh wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. Like he got sick and then like it just just you know, just didn't go well. I think they're just now bring his body back to the states now.
1: Oh. Um, Pancreatitis really? Mhm. Damn.
3: Yeah, I thought we were past that killing people.
0: I mean, I I think the thing with it is that it can on it can happen very rapidly. If you don't get to a hospital fast enough, you're yeah. in trouble. So I, I was looking it up, the pancreatitis. He died
1: of a hemorrhage caused by the pancreatitis. Oh. The f- forensic medical service of Tijuana said,
0: okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. Dang. Yeah, so rest in peace to him and to his family. Um, the Super Bowl 53 happens in this very city and next week. Um, I don't anticipate recording that day. Okay. So instead, what I have is a special edition of, so last year we did the um, Shazam! History show. Mm-hmm. I went back and sort of kind of edited a little bit of it, just to correct things that I learned, that we might have gotten wrong and sort of kind of, like I got wrong, more or less, when we recorded the first time, history things. And so I'll put that out next week so that we don't record during the Super Bowl.
2: Uh, has anyone found the ref from the uh, playoff game? Has has he resurfaced? The referee that missed the call. Has anyone found him?
0: <laughs> yeah, people are mad about that. Cause uh, I, I I saw memes of um, uh, they put um, a Jordan crying face and a Bird Box um, mask on <laughs> at the same time. People is upset. Kill me. But yeah, so yeah. So thanks for everybody for listening. You can find our show at SSNpodcast.com. And as the Say Something Nice podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, ACast, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. We are on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice Podcast. I am Brandon. And this is, this is Ali. And we also have Coffee Light Sweet. Bye. And you definitely don't have Andy
1: because um, you on your own if you ask me to do that for some bottled water. I <laughs> will
0: see you guys next time. <laughs> All right. I wonder what Andy's doing right now. I, mm. <laughs> I wasn't responding. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Yes, you, guys are,
2: a mess. you oh. are a total mess.
0: Oh, by the <laughs> way, I'm still recording real quick. Uh, rent live is currently all right now. Um, the lead actor broke his ankle yesterday. Oh no! So there, it's going to be partially on tape and partially oh. live. So it's like rent, sort of live. So I'm, a, uh, I'm gonna tune in and see what's going on. All righty. Yeah, yeah we we'll see right. y'all
2: next time. Okay, bye.
0: Say bye. <laughs> all right, we clear. Sure.